0: i think it's time we grow this dream get everybody on the mics together okay three two one podcast <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to the Sudden But Inevitable Rebop. I am Captain Boot Scoot, a.k.a. Vanilla Husband, a.k.a. your host, Jesse. Now, of course, the Sudden But Inevitable Rebop is the podcast where we take two anime first timers through the series cowboy bebop one or two episodes at a time depending on the kind of time that we have in a given week of course i can't do that on my own i have to have a lot of help to do that and the first person here to help me do that is a fellow anime veteran at miss my Armcast, kylie kylie welcome to the show and how has your week been my friend
1: very, very good. Thanks for asking. Um, you know, not a whole lot of updates, I guess, um, for the week, but uh, pretty excited about these episodes that, you know, we watched this week. So, how about you, Jesse? Fully,
0: fully. Oh, thank you very much yeah, for no, asking. Yeah, no, I don't ask I... you
1: every time, but, <laughs> you know, it is important, so.
0: It's okay. I generally just try to eg- exo- uh, exude a wave of positivity to indicate that I've had a pretty good week. Um, but... This week, I actually didn't have to work today, so I had a wonderful time getting ready for tonight's episodes and tinkering with some behind-the-scenes stuff for the show. So thank you for asking, and we will bring that stuff up. But I don't have control of this here you know, set of levers, so to be able to show that stuff to everybody, we're going to have to bring in the first of our anime-resistant first-timers, the head of the Twist My Arm podcast network, and the host of the Twist My Arm podcast, our friend Josh. Josh... Where are you at, my friend? Hello. Oh, look at that.
2: That was speedy. <laughs> Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I am great. Thank you for having me back every week. It's, it's so good to be here. I love doing this show. Let's not talk about my week. Let's just keep going. We
0: can do that. We can definitely do that. Let's get our final introduction out of the way, and then we're going to take a moment to say hello to all the wonderful, beautiful people in our live chat. And, of course, the final introduction that we do have much like every other week, is the shining, beautiful, emotional soul of the sudden but inevitable Rebop, our friend Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Welcome to the show, my friend. How has your week been?
3: I'm doing good. I would just like to say I don't consider myself emotional or shining, so a little bit of contesting with that, but uh, I'm doing good. Happy to be here. Well,
2: your distaste for pretty people really...
3: I think contradicts that. You're making me
2: emotional, Josh, please. (laughs) See, I was going
0: to say, if people just give it a moment, they'll see that I'm right. Welcome, welcome, everyone on the crew. Thank you again for joining me. Now, as I said we were going to do, I'm going to say hello to everybody in the live chat. That, of course... First of all, has to go to Miss Rosie. Miss Rosie was the first in the live chat. Hello, Miss Rosie. Thank you for joining us. We also have Callie D in the chat, who's here every week. Good morning. I know it is 4.30 in the morning where you are. Give or take a time zone or two. I'd also like to say hello to Moltar Gomez. He says, yay, didn't miss it. And Phil K in the chat. Evening. Callie, Rosie, Phil, uh, Moltar, Pixie from next on stage one. Just I. You people, I love you all so much. Thank you for joining us. We are so excited to have you with to talk these two episodes of Cowboy Bebop, and I promise we're going to jump into that quicker than we normally do. We're actually already moving quicker than we normally do, which is very impressive. So I had mentioned a little bit of tinkering that I'd been doing, and we just, it's one of those things where we started thinking to ourselves, you guys, it's getting cold. It's going to be fall soon. The biggest thing that we can do to help you get through those days is offer you a hoodie, right? Well, maybe we could offer you two hoodies, actually. Because now, if you go to the Sudden But Inevitable shop, you will find not one, but two brand new hoodie designs. One for each season. The first one has the very cool Firefly-inspired Season 1 cover, and the second one has the very cool Season 2 design on it, the silhouette, much like the uh, t-shirts. Now, our friend Rosie, as I we mentioned before, that isn't that just yeah, gorgeous? Cool. I, love, I love that color. Ooh, it comes in a Heather variety gray? of colors. Yeah, yeah, I, like that. That. Yes.
2: I like that. Yes.
0: Our friend Rosie, I do have to say thank you to personally. She was the first person to purchase one of our Season 1 Sudden But Inevitable tour shirts. And that was like within an hour or maybe two hours of it going up. And we have had uh, two or three other very wonderful friends and listeners order their shirts since then so I just we have to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for that it's 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 the smallest thing that we can do to say thank you and then the biggest thing that we will do is take all of that money that you send to us and we're going to make this show even better than it already is it's going to be a lot of fun season three is coming up I don't want to talk about how close we are to the end of season two because it makes me very sad and it will make Ricky D
2: very emotional and we (laughs) don't really have time for that kind of a thing um, please don't yeah um I do want to say we're also kind of uh i i mean i have been at least looking into any sort of uh charities we can donate some of our um proceeds to uh i just feel like uh we probably should you know uh, i feel like it's it's about that time where we can actually help other people
1: i agree i think that we're getting um we're building our way up to that sort of thing um i think that we would all agree that we would like to do stuff like that um but I think at this point it's kind of cool that we at least can offer. If we are g- making some sort of profit, we've been able to at least you know give prizes and like you <laughs> know do some giveaways yep. and stuff like that. So that's been a really fun start. Um, but yeah, as Josh said, I think that we have some big, some high hopes um, and like to uh, see that all yeah. come yes. to fruition. Speaking of Into that, that, oh my goodness, I
2: have I have a giveaway coming up. I'm, I'm very close to a thousand downloads. And I will be doing a giveaway myself. Very cool. Very shortly. So keep an eye out for that. Listen to the Twist My Arm podcast wherever you
0: listen to your fine podcasts. I would also like to say hello to Luke in Fort Collins in the live chat. He says, "Do it." Here we go, my friend. I promise you, we are about to really quickly to Luke that is last w- point on one
2: of the, my favorite ever TMA episodes called Frozen <laughs> Bananas. If you go and check out Frozen Bananas. Luke is uh, is on that show, and it was that one was of my one favorites. of
1: Jesse's first. You know, when two, if I remember it's correctly, so. it's an oldie,
2: but it's a goodie.
1: Yep, <laughs> I I'm there as well. I'm yes, also there. Yes.
2: <laughs> uh, to
0: Josh's earlier point, we are going to be looking into um, working in collaboration, probably with some of the brown coat organizations that we've made friends with recently, um, in an effort to maximize the output that we can create for a charitable organization as opposed to you know maybe just asking our audience we would like to get a very very large audience together so that we can make a the biggest change that we can um speaking of big change that we're trying to make if you have a minute go check out the twist my arm podcast feed and you will notice that the first part of the hashtag tma podcon 21 podcast is available and that has some very cool free tips for indie podcasters in it. Now, I think that's basically all that we have to get out of the way today except for one really small correction that I have to point out. And uh, I guess I should ask you guys, does anybody else have a correction to make this week?
1: No.
0: Okay. No. Um, who's
1: he, who's he going to pick on? Yeah, what's going on? Let's guess. <laughs>
0: Live chat. Oh. You've got 30 seconds. Guess who this correction is for?
2: I'm going to take a quick sip.
1: I have a feeling do it's going to be me. Do, do, do,
3: do, do, the way do, he's do, posing, do, do, it's got to be me. Maybe it's
2: maybe it's Jesse. Maybe Jesse <laughs> yeah, maybe has a correction. A- for
1: nah, Jesse. or he's building it up because we he all doesn't, know Jesse would sweep it under the rug. He doesn't get to you know tell Josh that he's wrong a lot either. So this might be that's,
2: a. I don't know, man. That's not true. <laughs> there's a lot of things you don't know that we talk about where Jesse's like, yeah, I don't know, man, you're pretty wrong on that. Kelly <laughs> yeah. says Josh
1: is wrong. Yeah, that's if it great.
0: were, if it were one of my mistakes to Ricky D's point, I would just edit it out of the show.
1: <laughs> and Ricky would have brought it up. You're right, right, you're right.
0: Yeah. So
3: yeah, I would have um, caught it if it was Jesse. It's, uh,
0: we've got a ding, ding, ding in the chat. Rosie D has the correct answer. It's for Ricky D. Uh. This is a big one folks. And I don't know how Ricky D missed this. Okay. And, I don't mean to embarrass you in front of such a large live audience, Ricky D, but <laughs> last week you said that Ed and I get on the scooter to take chase, and I'm pretty sure you meant to say give chase. Come on, man. That's oh my a huge gosh. mistake. What are you doing over there?
1: Really? Jesse. Jesse. <laughs> I-
2: well, it, it does warrant y- you guys Don't think from so? the screen for at least five seconds. So Thank you. It's a mistake. Just, when you, know, you make any, a mistake. there's a correction, we got to remove someone from the screen for at least five I'm seconds. I'm willing to
3: take the whole week off <laughs> over something like that. <laughs> he's like, I'm
0: out. I'm done. Whoa, you guys. You guys. He's getting emotional. Let's just let's just move along. I don't want to stall the show any further from here. Let's just. I, it was one of those things that as soon as you said it, Ricky D, when I was listening back through the edit, I was like, if that were me. I would record this much audio of me saying give instead of take, but you know, it wasn't me. So, anything? I've been anyway, there. I don't want to sing the Shaggy song. Thing. I don't want to, I, sh- I don't want to. So, oh, was yeah. that just Recorded embarrassing for
1: Ricky or was that embarrassing for Jesse to have even noticed?
0: <laughs> no, I think the the point of it was that it was the smallest thing that I could have possibly
1: corrected. That no, I, I love, D it. Had I love ever... it. It's so very Jesse of you. <laughs> I have to stay in character.
2: I I sent him uh, the PodCon part one the other day to proofread for me. I was like, can you just listen to this and and make sure it's okay? And he's like, how picky do you want me to be? And I'm like, oh, my God, not very. (laughs) Just let me know if it's listenable or not, please.
0: So an hour and a half later, I went,
2: yeah, it's good. (laughs) He's got notes for whenever I want those actual notes, I'm sure. They're very small things.
0: I, I like to stay in character. Let's just put it that way. Ricky D, I don't think anybody begrudges you that. Uh, I don't think anybody would even call that a mistake. So, no. I'm still
3: embarrassed. With that, you should be.
0: <laughs> I, I appreciate that. So with that out of the way, and with our wonderful live chat here to be supportive and um, hopefully not quite as nitpicky as I, let's hand things over to our friend Kylie to give us the synopsis for our first episode, sorry, our first session 19 Wild horses, and then your fun facts that
2: may be associated with said episode. See, and that's why we can't ever do corrections with you, because you just do it right in the moment. (laughs) Anywho. He does a commercial every
3: time he starts to talk. As somebody who did Bed Wed Behead with him, he did a commercial every time he began to talk. Then he started a second commercial halfway into his first.
0: Follow Bed Wed Behead pod on Twitter. They've got an episode dropping... (laughs) On Monday, that features me and Ricky D from Best oh Flicks with goodness. Ricky
1: D. Jesse's very excited because he's in it. Um, okay, so session 19, Wild Horses. Um, while Spike pays a visit to the man who built his ship, Faye and Jet go fishing for space, space pirates. Um, just first and foremost, Wild Horses, as per usual, the title and the name is you know alluding to something, and that would be Rolling Stones, 1971 album, Sticky Fingers. Um, but then also you have uh, Doohan.
2: duhas <laughs> ah.
1: So that, that is definitely a reference to James Doohan. Yes. And, and who is that, Jesse? Who would that be?
0: I wrote this down because I want to say it correctly. duan as in James duan as in Scotty, the miracle working engineer from the Enterprise, NCC-1701, no bloody A, B, C. R-D. And that is not the only Star Trek reference or theme in this whole episode, but we will get to those as we get to those. Kylie, please continue, and thank you.
1: Yes, um, and I think that that was funny. We were just talking before we started recording of how you would pronounce that. Doohan is the actor's last name, but I think they pronounce it Duhan in this um, dubbed version. So Correct. Duhan is what we're going to go with. Um, but yes, it is Scotty like Beam Me Up Scotty. I'm going with Doohast. Duhan. Um, But then also, you know, I do have another fun fact, but I think maybe it, it would be better placed when we actually talk about it, like in the episode. So I'll hold on to that one.
0: Sounds good. Cool. With that out of the way, thank you very much. I just have to say, definite Firefly trash vibes at the start of this episode. Like, Spike is stranded. He's in a desert. He's by himself. Things aren't working. Seems like he's not
2: in a great way. He's just he's and, got clothes on, though. He's not naked, which is
0: huge leaps and bounds ahead of Mal. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No matter how bad Spike's day is, it's not quite. Well, now, but remember that actually the nudity turned out to be part of Mal's plan. So, but yes, Spike does have cigarettes, and boy, is he going to take advantage of that. Oh my
2: God! The first scene is like. A pile of cigarettes that he's just smoking and throwing it out, and smoking and throwing it. I had to pause to go smoke a cigarette yeah. because of all the cigarettes <laughs> he's smoking. It totally in this does that
1: to me too. Yeah, I'd be like, hmm, that sounds really good right now.
0: <laughs> But it's also the first time that we've seen him respect a no smoking sign. When right, the door to the right. truck opens and he sees the sign, he like spits it out. And I was, it's like, okay, so if he's desperate enough, he will read signage and abide. <laughs>
1: Well, and I just I just had to laugh because that's definitely a motif that you see throughout the whole series is he can't he's not allowed to smoke.
3: <laughs> right. Hey, Faye, smoke smoke, Faye! Faye. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of it
0: not far away. I I have to get this out of the way, you guys. I hate the Blue Sox. They are the worst team ever. I mean, it doesn't matter. They could have a whole season where they're just doing terribly, and then as soon as the season is almost over, they just play spoiler to whoever's in first place. I I am so sick of the Blue Sox. How do you guys feel
2: about the Blue Sox? Well, first of all, I am Miles. Miles is me. Like <laughs> Me and him are the same person, because he loves a team that sucks, just like I love a team that sucks, but... You know, what can you do? I, I, the whole time he was talking about the blue socks, you could just replace blue socks with Rockies, and it would be the same thing. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be perfect.
1: Not to mention any other colored socks. but
2: mm, Red socks are pretty good this year. There's but also white socks, w- too. White socks are pretty good this year, too. Mm-hmm. They're not as bad as the blue socks. <laughs> and, and what an easy way around copyright infringement.
1: Right, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Speak a different color. So, and first of all, my first question is, there's still baseball in 2077? That's... Crazy or whatever year it's this is. Spaceball. No, <laughs> no, it's baseball. It is absolutely baseball.
1: I don't know. I think I like Ricky's Spaceball better. <laughs> I
0: I think it's Spaceball with it with an S B right. But space um, space. To, space. I mean, it's already been around for a hundred plus years. What's to say it couldn't go another fifty? Because this is only another fifty years. Really yeah. quickly, I'd like What's to say hello What's to our the... friend Spacecastle in the live chat. Thank you for joining us. Who says there will our never not from space be baseball?
2: Castle. Which you're exactly.
0: Right. He's hundred percent correct because it's already been around for so long. As soon as we start, can you imagine how big the league would be if there were multiple planets with teams? Ka- Callie, you've heard the term baseball, right? Even if you don't watch baseball,
1: oh, it, it, either yes, way, that's actually <laughs> incredibly intriguing. Callie, have we? It is not? a deeply
0: American sport. I mean, it, that's kind of the that's very that's true. Kind of thing, but it's right? also it's, a, you know it's a it.
1: Japanese sport. But I mean, when
0: you live in what, Oh, Germany? that's true.
2: Germany it's a Japanese, come.
0: very big in Japan, it's, and it actually features Japan has in a lot of anime. Our
3: butt in baseball. But also,
1: yeah. we might have been insensitive to the fact that the rest of the world might not be familiar. So we always do that, guys. So insensitive. It's,
2: I, well, but like, I might not watch cricket, but I still know what it is. I still know that right. cricket exists.
1: What's that new sport we've been watching?
2: Handball.
1: Handball. Have you guys heard of that? That thing's bizarre. I think it's yeah. I think <laughs> it's
2: smash ball. I don't know. I call it smash trampoline ball. The little oh. trampoline in the yeah, middle. And you're yeah. just
1: they're just th- in uh-huh. the, yeah. It's pretty cool.
2: <laughs> I feel like someone was like wasted one day and was like, "Dude, look at your kid's little trampoline. Let's just throw a ball at it." And that's how bounce ball was made.
0: <laughs> bounce ball. I, I feel like. Uh, and this is obvious, right? But you can put anything in front of the word ball and pretend it's a sport. But the I think that the essence of it comes through, even if you're not a baseball fan, right? You can tell this guy is a dedicated fan of a team that is not doing well. And kind of to to the exclusion of all other things in his life, he is a fan of this team that's not doing well, right? right.
1: So Callie um, was confused by Blue socks, whereas oh. the American people who might listen... Are going to be think Red Sox or White Sox a hundred percent right away? Right. Red Sox and White Sox are actually true American teams. Blue Sox was just another color they picked for copyright mm, infringement yep. purposes. Yep. Um, but I know or again, because the team see, is maybe
0: from Ganymede or something. We don't know.
1: That's true. So again, sorry if we were being insensitive, but uh, <laughs> we're on the same page.
0: <laughs> well, and I, I'm, I'm actually. Uh, I have the privilege to be in direct contact with a lot of our fans and listeners, which is a, a thing that I really, really love. And they have mentioned that um, <clears throat> Kylie can be a little insensitive, but I didn't want to say anything. So, um, so this this I'm just argument go ahead in the and say
1: that's never <laughs> happened.
0: <laughs> so, if you can't tell, the running theme for tonight is I just drop the jokes and see what happens. I'm not. I didn't <laughs> test any of this. I haven't given anybody it's, a preview into pick my on notes.
2: Everybody day to day. I'm. I'm just waiting for you to pick I'm, on me.
0: I think I'm feeling punchy because I didn't have to work today. So I had all day to get ready for the show. And I was like,
2: oh, you guys,
0: okay, we're going to play a podcast. Like, I get really excited every week anyway. I think you guys know that. Um, This conversation, though, in this vehicle feels like Rush Hour pretty much lifted this scene straight from Cowboy Bebop. Like, they're sitting in the car, yeah, and the one guy is really into whatever, and he just won't shut up about it. And then one guy goes, hey, did anybody ever tell you that? you don't talk much. And he goes, you know, everybody ever tell you that you talk way too much. <laughs> like that's totally. the exact scene
2: from rush hour.
1: Wait, yeah. yeah. With Jackie and, um, Chris, and Chris Yeah. Chris, Chris. Yeah.
2: Smokey. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's Wait. what I, that's what I mean. Like oh. miles is me. I am miles because I have, <laughs> I've had that exact same conversation before with someone like that's just a quiet person.
1: Yeah.
2: And I go, man, you're really quiet. And they go, yeah, you're really loud. <laughs> Like, it has uh, actually yeah. happened to me.
0: I am going to not relate any personal experience for this part of the show. Please uh, do. Let's did do you guys notice? On, do no, this. <laughs> it's this. It's the same thing as you, but I. I didn't have the. But I was on the other side of it, and I didn't. Ha- I didn't say anything. I didn't respond how I wanted to respond. Uh, Ricky D, I, do you have something to contribute to this piece?
3: Yeah, I'm the quiet guy in this conversation. Yeah, and if somebody asks me, you know, you're really quiet. I go, we're not bringing up any in- interesting to- topics of conversation. <laughs> I, I don't really want to talk about your baseball team. I don't really care. This is like bad. Batch if we got all something we could both talk about, just cool. Eyes and they,
2: blazing over, and not giving a shit.
0: <laughs> Everybody walks away from an interaction with Ricky D from Best Flix with Ricky D. Going, man, that guy is emotional. <laughs> so we go to this very cool. Okay. First of all, before we get there, I have to say I just think it's really neat how Spike puts his thumb up as though he were hitchhiking to a spaceship. That's like leaving the atmosphere. That was the the futility of that action, right? But <laughs> yeah, the but silly. the the drive to do it regardless is so emblematic of this character and I love it. But we eventually get to this very cool aircraft graveyard. And this is where Scotty the Miracle Worker lives. And I immediately noticed a helicopter that I immediately identified as a hind. Because the last time that I was trying to think of that word was in the Firefly episode, Ariel. They had that cool medical craft that I was pretty sure was based on a hind, but I could not think of the name. So this time I wrote down hind! exclamation point. Hind, 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 the helicopter. <laughs> hind, in hind. the airplane graveyard is a hind, like in the front of the ship from Ariel. It's a hind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But I also immediately made a mistake because I wrote, Oh, it's so cool that the space shuttle exhaust system has been repurposed as an HVAC system for that building. Because I forgot that later on, you know, that building opens up and it's just a <laughs> it's a space shuttle and he flies around in it. Um but it would be cool if it were repurposed
2: as an HVAC system for a crazy old guy. Um, I feel like that crazy old guy repurposes those ships for a lot of different things. Because like, Spike is standing there and he's like, are you seriously working on this right now? And he's <laughs> like, hell yeah, well, I am. What do you mean?
1: <laughs> I was going to say, when you said that you were kind of like Miles, I was um, thinking of this, the scene where he's like, oh, this is a rare piece or whatever. What if we put in this number piece, you know, part? And it'll, like, we, we can upgrade this guy And they whatever.
2: just tell him to shut up. Right,
1: cause so you're the one who's <laughs> like, oh, let's upgrade. And then, uh, like, uh, he's like, no, nah, dude, we got to keep it OG, like a classic Buick, you know? And, like and
2: <laughs> you're absolutely right, because he's super excited, and I get super excited. And sometimes I don't think things all the way through. And then someone else has to be like, mm. actually, no, because if this and this and this happened, then... Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, Just, I am just Miles. because the k- crusty old
3: mechanic doesn't want to do your way of thing going, doing your way of things doesn't mean that you're wrong, right? Uh, the crusty old mechanic character only wants to do things his way, true, right. right? He only sees things through that he is already he only believes things that he has done with his own hands. But, this is getting a little cathartic for but me. Where do you think but, the crusty
2: uh, mechanic? Where do you think the crusty mechanic learned his stuff from? From another crusty mechanic. I guarantee Duhast was, like, super excited and wide-eyed when he was a kid, and some old mechanic jackass was like, yeah, no, that's not a good idea. You're just going to follow what I say,
0: right? So to complete and take take the analogy all the way to the end, right, when Scotty shows up on the Enterprise D in the episode Relics, he's walking around and he's like, I'm going to— No, this is to support your point, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. I think the point of the episode is to illustrate that the old guy needs to learn flexibility because once he does, everybody succeeds. Mm -hmm. And the whole point that the old guy was making or that Spike is making to the old guy is that, hey, dude, you're frequently driving away your assistance, right? Like, just because that's the way that you've always done it doesn't mean that's the right way to do it. And then he's like... Okay, what if I soften four percent and let this guy come with me? Like, I'll see how everything works out, and it works out great.
1: But then but, on the other hand, he is all like super tried and true, and very learned, and like wi- like wise. Whereas you know, wi- like especially when he says like, I gave you that shit because you know I knew you could handle it, kind of thing. Like, right. I think that it goes to show that there's value in both sides, but that right. you can't. It's not proper and complete and whole you without gotta, both you kinda.
2: gotta weigh it out yeah. correctly you can't go too heavy-handed right. with being a jerk and you can't go too heavy-handed being... right
0: yeah adaptability is the key and that's something that scotty struggles with because he knew his ship inside and out but the enterprise d just kind of doesn't need somebody of his age from his time so it it parallels this show this episode. You know, specifically, this guy has the oldest... We can clearly surmise that this guy has the oldest ship that we've seen up to this point in the series. Mm-hmm. It's literally the space shuttle Columbia. So he Oops. he has the oldest... Sh- yeah, and that's... Yeah, but he... he <laughs> at the time that this was created, right, it was a nice little look forward and a nice... Uh, I had to go look it up. Respectful I was like, thing. Columbia.
2: Wait a minute. And I had to go yeah. Google that shit and be like, oh my God. This, so this episode was in 99. Columbia blew up in 2003.
1: So that was yeah. my last fun fact. I oh, kind I'm of. Sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. I'm, I what I was saying it is it, fact. It, it needed to go. I guess it's not very fun. Um, but it, it needed to go in when we were talking about it. So, But yeah, no, he is absolutely correct. It happened. Here comes just Kylie and her
0: sensitivity again, you guys. Wow. Wow. <laughs>
3: I don't think that's fun fact at all. Yeah, I know.
2: I I said it was
1: fun, and I wouldn't have even labeled that.
2: Well, the shitty (laughs) thing is, when I take her out, I got to take both of us out. But
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know what I appreciate big time about Josh is that he uses a uh, a semi standardized uh, formula with which to take people out of the screen. He applies it almost exactly to everyone, and I think that's really respectable. Uh, and the I'm only totally one I don't kidding. Is you because Sadly, you're the I, just host couldn't and help I can't myself. really
2: do that to you. So
0: And again, yes. I appreciate that. I feel like you and I work really together in the really well together in the creation of shows here at the Twist My Arm Network, Josh. Agreed. Um we the uh, we'll get since we already are kind of there, let's just go there. I think the thing with this this mechanic doing is that he uh, let's see, He... He has this thing where he's like, okay, I know all the steps. I'm going to, if you treat a machine the same every time, the machine will always do the thing, right? So he seems to be always addressing the underlying issue to his point. He's like, don't worry about the symptom. You need to address the underlying issue. And that works really great if you're working on a machine, but it is kind of the opposite. Like Josh was saying, it's kind of the opposite. If you're working with people, right? You need to address the symptoms because those are what people are immediately feeling and then you can address the underlying issue and then you, you have to get people to want to get to the underlying issue with you. So it, it's definitely a growth moment for both the mechanic
2: and probably his assistant, I would assume. Um, is it, Miles is probably like, wait, what? You're, you're doing, what what? Like he's He's right. coming to terms with the fact that maybe the mechanic does want to work with him yeah and he's he's deeply touched by it ricky d uh i think we
3: skipped over a little bit where uh sorry faye and jet are talking about the space pirates it was a fairly quick scene but there was a little bit of talk about space pirates what tv show or movie or video game immediately comes to your guys's head when you think space pirates
2: what one doesn't come to?
3: Guardians
0: of the Galaxy and Metroid for me personally. Metroid, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, Fire- Josh, did you have any? Kylie, Firefly. <laughs> um,
1: I didn't have anything spring to my mind. No.
0: Mandalorian. Yeah, I
2: mean, like
1: <laughs> so honestly, so I just like went to the Renaissance Festival on Sunday, and we were totally like really enjoying the fact that everybody had mashed up costumes, and I feel like a space pirate is exactly what I would have expected to see. <laughs>
3: Okay, that's a good answer. It's uh, when space pirates came up. My first thought was Metroid Prime, and we've got Jesse and Phil, uh, who are also throwing out Metroid. Yeah. And I, it's
1: just—it's such a Samus. Yep. Oh, okay. All right. Familiar. Metroid is
3: one of the original and Ooh. best. Nintendo can't cannot I've actually, wait for the next one to come
1: I out. I'm so excited. Never played or was familiar um obviously Samus I knew from like, you know, uh Smash Bros and <gasps> stuff like that. So
2: Titan AE? Oh, shout out to Pixie I, for the Titan <laughs> AE reference. One of <laughs> my favorite movies of all time.
1: I don't know if I've seen that one. What? I know. That's I, I always say that, but
2: Oh my god. We'll have to check it out. That's that's the first song I ever heard. Creed Ooh. in ruined my life. But it was awesome. <laughs> what
1: was that movie you were telling me that you just found out that Alan Tudyk?
2: Uh he was iRobot. Tudyk was I the just robot. Yes, it made was. me think of it
1: because of the, you know, letter acronyms that we were just saying. Um, treasure, and planet. Nothing else. Ooh, oh treasure
0: planet from space <laughs> castle i gotta say i'm a little bit jealous of phil he's been playing fusion all day that's definitely the one to play if you want to get ready for i think it's called metroid dread, dread yeah, yeah. seems to be a direct sequel um but I've yeah got definitely the metroid... treasure planet sorry ricky do you go ahead
3: oh i've got the metroid tri- prime trilogy mm-hmm. on the wii where they remade it and they put all three of them together I just need to suck it up and get used to those motion controls <laughs> because I love the Metroid Prime series, but I hate motion controls and it's just this horrible conflict in my gamer brain.
2: The the Wii, you know, the on the motion controls for okay. the Wii.
1: See, I was thinking, mm. you know what I can't do? I can do that, but I like gosh, when you're doing the shooty games on your PlayStation or whatever, and one joystick looks around and the other one moves around, I'm just like, What am I I don't know? <laughs>
0: when is your f- one is your feet and one is your head. Um, so, these pirates, much- <laughs> <laughs> I I actually did write down uh, would like a Guardians slash Bebop crossover. I think that might be cool. Um, but uh, the shot of when Faye is playing bait, right? The shot of her eyes moving in the opposite direction of her hands when she was trying to figure out what to do, I thought was really like true to life, and very effectively kind of disorienting. Where you have those moments where you're like. Ah, I know I have some kind of idea what to do, but I don't know where to start with what to do. Uh, we have a question in the live chat for you from Space Castle, Josh. Getting back to terrible teams, thoughts on Teddy Bridgewater as a starting QB for the Broncos.
2: I'm trying to figure out uh, this thing for Rona. I don't have time for that right now. Oh, Space no Castle
1: must know Josh.
2: No, My, um, no,
0: Space Castle is a very good uh, indie podcast that yeah. I have listened to a couple of times, and I believe they've been here in our chat once or twice, and they... I believe their point of connection with the show was actually the first time we started talking about terrible quarterbacks in Denver. I yeah.
1: <laughs> I love it. That's too funny. Um I did just hear that <laughs> that news today, but uh, I don't know anything about Broncos, so.
2: Uh yeah, I, don't, I mean I'm, I don't know I'm cool. It doesn't matter. Our defense is going to destroy everyone out there, so.
1: Josh was kind of pro Drew Lock though, so. Kind of. I mean w- I think that we just wanted him su- to succeed. He
2: was pro Brock Osweiler, I believe. I was the Brock oh.
0: Ness monster, the bro.
1: The Ness <laughs> monster. <laughs>
0: Phil still also has the GameCube version of Metroid Prime and Metroid Echoes. Me too. Still, I, have it, I play it on
2: my Wii, but I have the mini-disc from GameCube mm-hmm. for those.
1: Do we have a working Wii right now?
2: We have two of them, yeah.
1: Would they both work? Anyway, Absolutely. I'm sorry. Getting off topic. <laughs> Moving on.
2: No,
0: no, you're okay. <laughs> um, I love that Ed looks at ein like it's his fault for pressing the enter key. Like when that was kind of the same thing that, Ed was just about to do. Like she typed (laughs) up this whole big hacker thing and then she was going to hit enter. But then Ayn presses it and something goes wrong, which was clearly Ed's fault. But she looks at Ayn like, dude.
1: (laughs) I can't believe you just did that.
0: Come on, man. And I think that might be the first time we've seen Ed not succeed with a computer thing of some kind.
1: I mean, right away. Uh, Every
0: time
3: I see Ed and Ayn enter the picture, my immediate thought is, they're about to fix everything. Right, everything they will be fine. They don't really run into conflict. They're just this pure beings of correct energy. Oh, right, or right. You like know
1: that. nothing nothing bad is like truly bad is going to happen if they're in the scene. <clears throat> I mean, not but necessarily, it, but it feels like. It.
0: <laughs> but did it bother you that she failed? Like were you like, "Oh, this is new?" Or were you like, "Okay, everything I mean, maybe there's a different resolution this time?" <laughs>
2: Oh, there she is. Hey, Rona. Yay! I was just figuring out how to get you in here. I was trying to figure out what's going on, so I'm glad you got in here.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us, Rona. We are glad it's to have effort, you here. Yeah. She says, yeah, yeah. can't get comments to work on YouTube.
2: Huh. Really strange.
0: Maybe we're in, like, subscriber-only mode or something. I don't know what's going on. But we are so happy to have you here because we are not that far through this episode. Now, another similarity here that Dewan has with Scotty he can just hear that the accelerator pump is completely shut just by listening to the engine just how Scotty could tell how fast the Enterprise was going by feeling the vibrations in the floor panels it's it's some very direct connective stuff here you guys it's like pretty clearly that there was a huge Trekkie on the team somewhere or maybe there was multiple but either way it was very cool um, the 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 second point that I had written down in support of the mechanic being kind of treating people the wrong way because he was trying to work on them like machines uh, is that he, the way that he communicates is very matter of fact, right? So what I wrote down was probably a relatable thing for me, but it will further expose me as the functioning narcissist that I
3: am. I'm already prepared to be mad at the mechanic. I wrote down. Let's go. I'm ready for it too. It's
0: hard to temper confidence when things need done and you think you know how to do them. And that's a thing that some people need to work on. And that's, I think, part of the lesson for the mechanic in this episode is like, just because you know the exact way or number of steps to do this doesn't mean that you should A, dismiss other people or B, talk down to them or B, assume that they know the same steps as you. So I think that that's definitely part of the character's arc and he gets a pretty good arc for somebody who's only in this episode for a total of maybe nine minutes or something like that he's not in the whole thing right I know he's in a lot of it but he's not in all of it what did you guys think
1: I was gonna say nine minutes is like you know half the episode Um. almost (laughs) I'm just being facetious
2: I mean he was one of my favorites and it makes sense because Scotty was one of my favorites
1: totally I I don't know I'm also a sucker for the um, wise old men Anyway, so. oh I am not, I'm not talking about Bruce Campbell. I'm she like talking as like a freaking again. father yeah. figure, sage kind of thing. Not
0: <laughs> Oh, <laughs> not I have
1: a crush on doing, okay?
0: <laughs> I thought I'm, you meant that she I was calling it. you out by mentioning that she was into the type that you are not. But that's okay. Um, oh, I got well, one quick.
1: <laughs> he's not very wise, but he is a little old.
0: I was good. Wow. I'm just kidding. Jeez. I'm just
1: kidding. It's the other way I around. Was... That's why it's funny.
0: <laughs> okay, um, but you guys thought I was picking on people. Go ahead, Ricky D from Best Flicks he's with Ricky D. He's again. Yeah,
3: we're talking about how he, this mechanic character, in my mind, he's like automatically assuming that everything that Miles does is wrong. When Miles comes back at one point, the mechanic. What's the mechanic's name? Do Han. Do Han. Do Han. Do Han. Do Han. Duan uh, yeah. goes marching right past him and goes, "Where's the paperwork?" And Miles goes, "It's right on the pilot seat, exactly where it's supposed to be." And it just it reminded me of these conflicts I've had in my life where people are just like, "Where'd you put this? Exactly where it's supposed to be. Where is this? Where's what happened here? I did exactly what you guys wanted me to." Yep. Uh, right. So here we are. Isn't and those that are the people.
1: Too? <laughs>
0: those are the people that are addressing the uh, root cause and not the symptom right? Because they're like, I don't have, or rather, sorry, the other way around. (laughs) They're like, I don't have this thing. Something must be, something must have gone wrong somewhere down the line. It's like, well, the actual thing that went wrong is you didn't go to where you told people to put that thing because you assumed they were incompetent. (laughs) Like, but it's there.
2: Just go, just go check. Did you look? It's my favorite thing to ask people at my job. Hey, do we have any of this here? I don't know. Did you look? (laughs) Did you... Do you guys remember that video that I sent you of the guy that made the
0: song for where you should ask people if they've checked if they're missing an item?
2: <laughs> yes.
1: I think I do remember that.
0: I love that song. Because that's great. <laughs> I will not mention it here in mixed company with the live chat, but if you'd like, follow me on Twitter at Sudden Butt and ask me about the funny Where Did You Lose Your Items song, and I will send it to you. <laughs> Moving right along, I love that to continue the theme of this episode... Jet's pride is kind of what gets him all worked up here, right? He And that's definitely consistent with his character. Of course, the black dog, once he bites a hold of something, he doesn't let go. But the thing that made him so mad is, like, that they insulted his ship. Like, yeah, they tried to, you know, steal Faye's ship and maybe kill her in the process, or we're not really sure, like, but he's very upset that they called his ship a piece of junk. So it's like okay, man, that's pride messing with you. (laughs) (laughs) But it fits because uh, there are multiple characters in this episode that have have issues with pride. Um, But I I do really like that we actually, I feel like this is the first moment that we've had so far where Spike shows actual confidence in Faye when they go up to the two Penguin uh, shipping trailers he goes, you take that one, I've got this one, right? Is that just him trusting her to get it done? Like, is that the first what time he's he already her? knew which transport had what he was looking for? It's true, he has really good eyes. And that's been a point that's been brought up multiple times. Uh, I wonder.
2: But... I think he was using her. He just kept calling her bait. I think he really hoped that she got, like, killed or something. Well,
0: she was bait at the start, and she was suddenly fine with that, apparently. The last time that she was to be used as bait, she was not fine with it. But maybe that was because it was a child's idea last time.
1: (laughs) She's just your typical trifling lady.
0: Well, and... (laughs) Way to be insensitive. (laughs)
1: <clears throat> you know Jesse is crushing that's it what today. <laughs> That's what they call
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's like that's what they call me at work All insensitive Kylie
2: Oh my
1: god let's not even go there we Kylie's know that not that's for not... everybody We've learned <laughs> that
0: <laughs> Okay you guys Not because i just had I'm an insensitive idea. I just had an idea for a t-shirt um, <laughs> <laughs> Is this the <laughs> I, I love I, The first time that I watched this episode I was sort of live tweeting some pieces of it. And I forgot that there was a character in this episode with a Boston accent. And I love when Faye finally catches these Space Boston space truckers. He's like, we'll pay the parking ticket. I'm the sorry.
1: Packing. <laughs> the parking ticket. They spell so it wrong good. in the
2: captions, too.
1: Do they, packing? They,
2: oh, they, uh, they, uh, they used, used t- an R. Parka. We're going to play the parka
1: We're going to play a parka ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, but to be fair, if
2: you're not a native English speaker, yep, makes sense. That's how people from New England sound.
1: <laughs> see, I like I like Rosie's confirmation here. I think the shirt should say, Kylie's not for everyone, but she is for me.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's not bad. We'll put that on the back. I could see that. Yeah, um, I can give it
1: to all my friends.
0: <laughs> our friend Callie D in the live chat says, Jesse is just. And a burn for you, and a burn for you. Here's a burn <laughs> for you. I think that makes me the Oprah of burns. Just which <laughs> burn, for burn for you, burn for you. Those of you watching live at home, look under your chair. I'm
2: totally uh, yeah. kidding.
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's a magic. Jesse and I have spent
2: all week driving around the world. To... Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is why. Sneaking your into your homes.
2: This is why we
0: were three minutes late tonight. We got arrested. <laughs> the Not if nobody tells anyone. Um, the, the basically uncontrolled free fall into crispy burning oblivion. Is this the highest tension moment that we've had so far outside of any episode with vicious maybe?
3: Well, Spike kind of (laughs) assuaded any of the, any tension. He's just like, all right, here we go. Before he even went out there, I don't. I think no, that was when he was dressed like a mummy, right? Uh, <laughs> right. But he I, he felt like he was prepared to die. I think he was just yeah. undercutting any tension. He was just like, "All right, this is how it goes. Well, I've been out here,
0: but fighting, to me, and
3: I'm going to go down eventually."
0: Well, to me, that that is increasing the tension though, because up till now he's just been ultra confident in every fight and been like, "You know, yeah, it's just another this, it's just another that. I've done this before." Like he when the um. When the fortune teller was telling him, like, "Oh, death and that, and a woman," he'll go, "Yeah, I've been de- I've been killed before at the hands of a woman. Don't worry about it." So, it feels like maybe his semi self destructive tendencies are increasing in trajectory. Maybe uh, that's a poor pun because it's a trajectory based <laughs> plot here. But um, this is actually the next very similar Star Trek. Thing so before I jump into that, if Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D or Josh or Kylie has any notes that they feel like I have jumped past up to the point where Spike is about to crash into this planet, please go ahead now.
3: Uh, we didn't talk about the spaceship Columbia actually coming out of that hangar, um, with Duha's Duhan, yes. uh, all of that. <laughs>
1: Just dang it. Uh, but I
3: thought I loved the moment. I love the moment when like the whole hangar opened up and allowed it out, and it's like everybody's getting in their spaceships, everybody's getting ready to fight, and then this guy actually has an old U.S. space shuttle. Space shuttle, yeah. And then it even like it takes a while to take off, the same way a real space shuttle would. You're like forcing all of this energy against gravity, and it's just slowly taking off. I I thought that was really cool.
2: And raise it up and do all the things. Like it was. They were like, hey, guys, it's the 90s. You know how space shuttles work? We got one of those. So so we're gonna use that.
1: I want to just say at the end of this conversation, before we move on to the next episode, I would love to share another fun fact. But it's actually about Kylie and it's related. Oh, I just want to throw it out there. Here we go. OK. Go right, are it. we ready? Are you ready? OK. Yeah. So my grandpa was a, a biochemist. And he um, ended up, his legacy was that he patented a certain uh, sort of glass. Um, it's uh corning glass is something that some people are familiar with. It's from Corning, New York. My grandpa helped kind of patent some of that corning glass. But in return, or I'm sorry, in it, it eventually, he ended up working with other scientists and he patented the glass that was used on the Hubble telescope.
2: Ooh, mm-hmm. wow. My wow. grandpa, and yeah, I don't want to cool. say
1: his name because then I'd give my last name away, but my grandpa totally patented the glass for the Hubble telescope.
3: Is Kylie's last name not Armcast? It, it, it is. It is. Ah, dang oh. it.
1: He, yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. It's William Armcast. You're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, I always thought that was a super fun fact. I just think that's really cool that my grandpa was, I never Brief. got to know him yeah. Um but I love to just you know carry on his memory by telling everybody how awesome and smart he was. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> very
2: cool. Yeah, I'm digging that. Josh, I think did you, you, you have same any glass for the the ships or the space shuttles or anything? Uh, you is know, anything I think it's
1: possible. I I, I don't want to say that you know he created this glass or something, but he did help patent help with patent, a bunch yeah. of other scientists right. um, glass that was strong enough and special enough that you could use on a telescope, um, I would imagine that, I mean, it was sold and patented with Na- NASA. Yeah. So Wait if they found that it was strong enough for other things, I would imagine that they, um, you know, used my grandpa's patent. So I think did that's he really
0: invent, cool. Did he invent transparent aluminum? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that would be cool. But let's say he did. Mm. Let's say, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, <laughs> Phil, Phil in the chat says, Wicked smart. Wicked.
2: Wicked smart.
1: Wait, he see and he he's from he's from New York. So yeah, they are they're pretty wicked smart up yeah. up there.
2: Speaking of wicked smart, the last note I had was those pirates are super smooth. Like they they're good pirates. You know, they, For they the got caught part, the yeah. second time, but the first time they they got away and they did a good job doing it and they really yeah. wrecked the the bebop. I feel like
0: and it only Some took them like 1,000 shots to catch Spike on their hook. So that
2: wasn't bad, right? (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying, the second time. So the first time they ran into the pirates, they got wrecked, like, you know. But when Spike's there, because obviously Spike's, you know... The the, man. The Dex Machina. So, Mm -hmm. like, he, you know, had to be better than them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So this moment where Spike is angling down into the atmosphere he's burning up he's got no fuel left he does this very cool uh like etching a gauge on his inside of his canopy glass so that he can use that to estimate angles of descent etc this is very similar to an episode of star trek the next generation in which a boy named Jake steals a shuttlecraft and captain picard has to manually talk him through bouncing, said sh- shuttlecraft, off of the atmosphere of a planet so that he doesn't die and explode. Can we all agree it's basically that there's been a... <sighs> the exact same plot. There's a character named Doohan. There are too many similarities to call this a coincidence. Ricky D. from Best Flicks with Ricky D.
3: I'm not going to call it a coincidence, but can we all agree that there's been enough episodes of Star Trek that you can probably find connections between Star Trek and anything that's ever going to happen <laughs> ever again? Oh,
2: oh the, the Simpsons thing. Simpsons yes, theory. the same with
3: the Simpsons. Yeah, right,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Okay.
3: So, uh, that's right. Next week, I'm going to do a Simpsons did it bit every that's, 10 seconds. Sorry, that's
1: Star actually... Trek is so wildly successful.
0: Sorry. Yeah, it's actually a great point, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Star Trek just celebrated as a franchise their 800th episode ever. Fifty-fifth
2: anniversary was was this year. See, that's yeah. pretty cool. I yeah. mean, I is like is to make fun of Jesse like
1: cool. for it, but I mean, that's pretty impressive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's totally on me that they've been around forever.
2: I have to do uh, it ironically so because I still love Star Trek, <laughs> but I'm still so such a huge Kylie. Star Wars fan <laughs> that like I just have to.
1: I'm honestly not really know. on either of those trains. Some I'm over sometimes here. I'm I'm nerd, sometimes I'm. Sometimes I feel bad for
2: talking shit because I'm like, I actually like. I like that. <laughs>
3: I'm not necessarily anti-Star Trek. I'm just anti jesses Star
0: Trek stories. <laughs> I'm
3: just anti-Jesse, really. <laughs> he's,
0: he's, he's anti-Mirth. I think we know this. Yes. Uh, about Ricky D from Best Licks <laughs> with Ricky yes. D. That's awesome. I'm having another t-shirt idea. So I love that we get this very cool moment of tension. This feels to me like this is the first time Spike isn't sure if he's going to make it. And of course, like Ricky was saying, of course, he's still fine with that. But what you say? What I had a happens? yeah, and I had a moment. You remember in I think it was the second Matrix movie when Trinity falls off the building and Neo just barely catches her, and the guy in the chair goes, He caught her. That was the same feeling that I had when uh Doohan ejected his cargo, Spike angled the swordfish's left fin into it to create drag for himself and then detach manually the other wing so that he could safely land pillow soft smooth into the cargo bay of the space shuttle it was just i went he got him and then i love that the next line we get is yeah don't worry we are not safe yet and then we get a crash landing but we don't see the crash landing we just get to see the photo that they took after it where they're like can you believe we're alive directly to josh did that upset you did that feel like they cheated you out of the, knew, the end I of the episode? Gonna, or, were, or just they only, I mean, think about it. They really only cheated you <laughs> out of like 10 seconds of footage, right? I would say they took less from you in this than they
2: did from Toys in the Attic, if you really want to be serious about it. So I wasn't as disappointed on this because of <laughs> Toys in the Attic, because like after watching that and then, you know, getting reamed by you guys about Well, it's not a serialized show. It's episodic. So after the fact, I was like, okay, that's okay. The next episode's going to be completely different, and all this is going to be resolved somehow, and that's fine with me. I'm okay with that. I appreciate that. Phil in the chat says, yeah, but he missed an explosion.
0: (laughs) Go ahead, Kylie.
1: I'd like to uh, address Callie D in the chat here, and I wanted to uh, stick up for Ricky. There are plenty of things about Jesse's character that we could point out, but we love him and we don't want to hurt his feelings. So Star Trek is the only thing that makes sense to go after. Whoa. I think, (laughs) and to be... Ricky, do you agree?
0: If we're going to be real, I think we all know that there's nothing that any of you could say that would... Make me feel bad enough to stop the show. I've been trying so. for twenty oh.
1: years. Can- <laughs> seriously, There's nothing <laughs> we could say that would even make him feel bad about himself, even for a second.
0: Even if it were true, <laughs> it's it, it, like it wouldn't. It wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. I, it's important that we're all on the same page, at least. Right. right. Uh, uh e- equally uh, tied back to the Matrix. It says, "Know thyself."
2: Uh, Callie Phil- says, uh, "Oh, Josh, be mad about this." Um and you know I might I might have been normally but I think I've gotten past the the serial thing here um right. and I'm just I'm just enjoying the episodes for what they are at this point. And if but I may, I'm trying to be a I kid again.
0: Right. I think it's really cool that our listeners and viewers as they're watching are picturing our reactions like they know how certain of us are going to react to things and they're just waiting for it to happen on the stream so i think that's really cool thank you very much callie d for the support as always now i don't have any other non-segment related notes for this first episode so let's do a quick round ricky d from best flicks with ricky d do you have any notes and then we'll go josh and kylie
3: i do not have any more notes all right, so we don't have any notes, but I do have <laughs> to point out we're making it through the first episode in under an hour. Well, that's a right. landmark. Killer. Let's, uh, that's a landmark for this
2: podcast. Let's
0: let's uh, ease up on the gas and slow the second episode way
1: down. Just a mean
2: And I gotta say this before Kylie goes into it: you mean Cowboy Batman? Cowboy Batman. Oh. oh, the
1: next episode, Cowboy Batman. I made
0: very similar notes, Josh. I am very <laughs> appreciative of that point. Kylie, if you would, please take it away with the, no- the synopsis for session 20, Pierrot LeFou, and then append your fun facts as always.
1: Um, all right. Yes. Uh, p- or session. I almost said episode. Excuse me. Um, session 20, Pierrot Lef- LeFou. Um, Spike takes a beating during a chance encounter with an indestructible assassin. While Jet searches for the secret. I can't even read my own handwriting. For the secret to the madman's powers, Spike goes looking for payback. Um, so yeah, just to recap that, because I don't know, I kind of d- botched that up. Um, but the, uh, this is the one with the really cool, crazy, indest- indestructible assassin. Um, so this, uh, the title is actually not a classic rock music themed one. Um, but, uh, le Fou is a 1965 film, uh, Jean-Luc Goddard. Um, Sad Clown is kind of like what it is known for or whatever. And it's, um of a trope that you see even in art um you got your sad mm-hmm. clowns and things like that so very definitely an, an influential um thing in um culture um other than that um i do just gotta say that one of the songs um i noticed right away just because pink floyd is my very favorite um but the seatbelts covered on the run um by pink floyd and honestly i think that that was like the most perfect song for what like for what the episode was and what they were showing it was like so much more intense with that dang song and I think that they did an awesome job with that um, other than that I do have some more fun facts but I think that this is also another situation where it might be better to place them as we um, talk about them
0: all right and to that point I I feel like there's definitely some heavy like Josh was saying there's definitely some creepy Batman vibes and stuff, right? But to your point about the music, perfect choice. Maybe you could call it on the nose. You could maybe call all the musical choices in this show on the nose because they're written specifically for what is put on the screen. This, In this case, it's a cover, right? But the rest of the true. music is original to what's happening. But I,
1: I think if I remember correctly, just for my research, I think that this is really one of the only true covers, whereas all of right. the other ones were original songs.
0: Right. And I feel like in the way that you forgive the specificity of how on the nose these things are is you do it because they're mashing so many tropes and like cultural pieces and influences together that the on the nose music really helps as like your signpost. Right. You're like, okay, this is a slow episode. This is a a waltz. This is is how I should be feeling. Yeah. Yeah. This is a (laughs) samba. This is, you know, whatever it may be. This has heavy metal in it. Um, but I feel like for that reason, you forgive those things. And I think for the same reason, I forgive just lifting a cover of a very on the nose, uh, set of lyrics. Right. Because it's like, dude, that's, that's the best choice anyway. So just go with it. And I feel like there's almost nothing in this show that I get upset with them going, that was the easiest way to do things. Um, Kelly D in the chat says, "Isn't Gaston's sidekick in Beauty and the Beast called Le Fou?" Yes, I believe he is called Le Fou. And um, I think that
1: Phil is actually correct in French; it means the fool or the clown. Yes.
0: Um. So, uh, and it's it's a so it's both a name and a title, right? Correct. He's Le Fou, um, and it definitely the sad clown thing that you were mentioning because the sadness of this clown is rough and it i don't feel like you really get it until the last moment with him or last couple moments with him because up till then you're like this guy is the joker mixed with jack the ripper mixed with batman and that's not good for anybody (laughs) um but i i really liked the the use of misdirection that spike has in his first fight with him where he's like throwing trash bags to one side and then Ducks out the other side and starts firing, and then when the guy gets close to him, he's trying to throw trash in his face and all this stuff. And it was just,
2: it was desperation. I, well, I think yeah. it was I think really that, that. I'm sorry.
1: No, go ahead, babe. Say
2: that that first three shots that he shot at him and they like reflected out out of his chest. He was like, "Oh my god, what am I going to do now?" And so he was just throwing everything he possibly could in like a desperate mode. You know, he, he got he got crazy. But it was
1: <laughs> it was still kind of cool that he still was able to. I don't want to say get the better of him because obviously we know that didn't happen, but he was smart enough to think of a way that could possibly have defeated this foe, tried to go with it. It didn't work kind of thing. Um, I don't know. It's just impressive. If, if anybody was going to beat this man, it had to have been spike kind of thing.
2: So. Right. Yeah. He was crazy. I love that first fight scene too, where he's like, he's floating like a balloon. Like when you're a kid and you hit a balloon up in the air and it floats a little yeah. bit and then, slowly comes Still. down like this dude is just I, I call him penguin joker but he's just like floating up in the air yeah. and kicking him and then floating back down and then kicking again and like i
1: think what i liked awesome. about that and the whole episode as a whole was that it was like a horror yes. episode i mean it was scary it was like this guy wasn't a person he was an entity he was a spirit he was a whatever you want to call it and i think that that's what made him so scary mm. is it he wasn't a you know a beautiful a beatable foe Um, so I just,
3: I want, I want to echo something that Callie put in the chat. This was another one of those episodes where I finished it and went, what did I just watch? (laughs) Because I watched this episode and I was just confused most of the time. Uh, I didn't get the Batman references. I don't really have other than the Nolan trilogy. I don't know much about Batman at all. It, uh, so I totally missed out on those.
0: I don't know that they were references so much as just vibes that we were feeling kind of that gothic yeah. um Victorian sort of noir feeling, you know, old school detective story because we do have that going on in the background of this episode and I think that that you know some of those tall angles, you know, guy running mm-hmm. around tall buildings dark at night, that feels batman-y. Um, and then just the big smile, right? Like the crazy insane smile. And he's grinding his teeth all the time and he's drooling a little bit. Like that's jokery, which is Batman-y, I guess. But I, I was really happy to see Ed and I not involved in this story at all. Like there was one shot of them, um, where Ed was kind of laying on the ground with her head hanging off the step. And it was, there was no music. For, and for a second, I was like, why are they doing this? Like, this is a creepy setup to this shot. I don't like this. And then, you know, Ed went up, or Ein went up to Ed and was like, hey, are you, are you good? And then, of course, Ed woke up and was just yawning and being silly and adorable the whole time. And double, using doubles on all her nouns for some reason. Fei, we got mail mail from the yeah. bebop, bebop. Smock, <laughs> like, smock. Yeah, I, I was just, it was enough, um, comic relief and emotional safety in the scenes with Ed and I in this episode to get me through it, right? But other than that, yeah, very high-tension, like, uh, uh, teeth-grindy episode.
2: So I'm going to steal Kylie's fun fact because I'm just really excited about the way this episode <laughs> is. Um, this is literally a Batman episode. Um, yep. The creator, Sunri- Sunrise Company worked on Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. They also did things for that. And so, and again, sorry, Kylie, I'm stealing this because I'm just so excited about it that I was right. But there's a, the scene at the end with the carnival when they're all fighting in the carnival and stuff, very reminiscent of The Killing Joke, the Batman yep. story of The Killing Joke. And r- literally on the Cowboy Bebop wiki, it, they said that this was based on The Killing Joke. And the three... Like the three characters are and I like I said I called him the Penguin Joker. Well the characters that this, this guy's based off of is Penguin, Joker, and Tally Man. Which mm-hmm. I don't know anything about Tallyman, but if you look at the pictures of this guy, it's like almost to the T. Yeah. I mean, all all you needed to do is add the grinding noise sound effect to this guy and <laughs> that was so visceral. Oh, it did hurt.
1: Did Josh mention that as soon as he heard that he thought of me kind of thing? <laughs> no. Oh my god. No. <laughs> no. I grind no, my teeth real didn't. bad. And so, so it like freaks me
2: out. So so Kylie grinds her teeth at night when she sleeps, which is, you know, I just have to kick her. It's like when I snore, she kicks me. When she grinds, I kick her. So we it's just <laughs> kick each other all night long. <laughs> but <laughs> when he was grinding his teeth, it was like it was worse than anything you have ever done. I ever. honestly
1: I didn't even notice like, which I think is funny because I'm oh like, oh, oh, I must g- just grind
2: my teeth. Oh my god. It was <laughs> 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 It was brutal. It, like, hurt, it hurt my teeth to hear it. It was it was crazy.
1: Um, but just to add to what Josh said, I think what's fun is The Killing Joke was, you know, a comic that had been out for quite some time, um, but by the time this episode aired, it, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't a show. Uh, yeah, live action. And I, I didn't actually get to look, but we were thinking that maybe Sunrise Animation actually had a part in that as well. Um
2: Oh, I did yeah. not get to look at that, but I will look. Um, um, I'm yeah. just
1: thinking so because when he was watching it, I remember being super interested. And I think the reason that was is because I like, recognized that animation um, and was just into it. So.
0: so my immediate thought when we got to, and we, we can jump back to talk about a couple of details prior to this. But my immediate thought when we got to Spaceland and Spike was being all disoriented by all the attractions and stuff. Shout out to Phil in the chat, because I feel like you're going to know what I'm talking about. I was immediately reminded of The Golden Saucer. Anybody? Final Fantasy VII? Nah. Mm-hmm.
1: I, gosh, I haven't played that since I was a kid. I mean, we I don't know. We did it's get okay. that remake, and we just haven't played it all the way through.
0: I, yeah, I did the same thing. I played, like, the first hour. I was like, this is amazing. And then I looked at my phone and went, I have to make a podcast. So.
1: Such is life.
0: It, you know what? Best kind of problem to have, if I do say (laughs) so myself. So, to continue
3: my own uh, path of misconception on this episode, when I saw that creepy dark carnival, I thought it looked like a Mario 64 level. Maybe something out of Banjo Kazooie because they got a little bit darker.
2: How did you not get Donkey Kong Country 2 when they're on the actual mouse thing? The mouse, the cart, the cart levels. Yeah.
1: Did we not notice that he absolutely murdered Goofy and stuff like that? I mean, <laughs> okay, it was I, definitely Disneyland or uh, World or whatever. For
0: sure. What I wrote: Goofy in a Donald outfit and being creepy is creepy.
1: Oh, and um, it was weird, and he's all like animatronic. Yeah, you guys
0: have all these like these good
3: co- good comparisons that they were clearly going for. And I just totally missed out on this episode. I feel like this might be one of my favorite episodes in the future for watch, for like rewatches and that kind of thing. But right now, this episode just went right over my head. I totally so missed out on all of going this Going back to
1: what Phil said in the chat is he said that this is one of the first episodes he remembers seeing on Adult Swim. And same here. So I think that maybe that's why I wasn't as confused as because I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember this one and I remembered that the Pink Floyd song was in there and I well, remembered this one the most, I think.
0: I think in the internetosphere mm-hmm. where fans of Cowboy Bebop hang out, I believe Piero LeFou is one of the lower ranked episodes in the series. And I would imagine that it has something to do with other people feeling a similar way to Ricky D where like if you didn't have because everybody didn't have a universal experience of going to Disneyland or of, you know, playing Final Fantasy 7 or of reading the killing joke, that sort of a thing. So it's like um, you run a risk when you're mashing a ton of tropes and references together of alienating some part of the audience, right? And I feel like this might be the first episode where that happened to a fairly significant portion of the audience for this show, because up till now, I correct me if I'm wrong, Ricky D from Best, Best Flicks with Ricky D, but up till now, I feel like you've just been having a blast and going, oh, that's definitely a reference to that. I dig the gangster vibes. I dig the crime vibes, you know. So it it it's going to happen at some point. And I, mm-hmm. I would tend to agree with you, though, Josh, where it's like, I don't think this is a bad episode at all. No, I, and
3: I don't think it's a bad episode. Right, yeah. I just,
0: I feel like I swung and missed at this one see and i think that that's if i can be whatever this is for a moment i think that's kind of my favorite thing about you ricky d from best flicks with ricky d is that when we started this whole thing you said that you wanted to be the person for whom quality is the most important factor when you watch a show and i feel like you've actually really uh shown that by example because you're not at the point where you're like Okay, it's for kids because it's animated or like, yeah, I get that it's adult themes, but it's still kind of kid like and, you know, I can't really get into it. Like I can tell that you're genuinely enjoying yourself and that like to kind of feel flanked by this episode is a thing that is real but relatable that's coming from you. And I think that I I think that's my favorite thing about doing this show with you is that you really set this like, here's how I'm going to do this. And you're actually doing that. So thank you, Ricky D. from Best Flicks with Ricky D. People in the live chat, sound off. Don't we just love Ricky D. from Best Flicks mm-hmm. with Ricky D.? Here
2: comes Jesse trying to make up for all the
0: dick
1: for things being a he said jerk. <laughs> I haven't said
0: anything untrue, or I ha- and I haven't said anything that I would take back.
1: It's not an insult <laughs> if it's true. <laughs> oh,
2: man. See? Kylie totally um, gets it. It's funny because this is one of my favorite episodes. Like, I caught most of the references almost immediately. Like, one of the first notes that I have is the graphics are very, like, uh, they're, they're computer they're computer graphics, too, and they're not the normal kind of graphics that you see in Cowboy Bebop. They're completely different. Like, the the cityscape is moving instead of it, instead of the camera panning down on a poster, it's the actual, It was very like Batman. Animation. It was, and they did it, yeah, they executed absolutely.
1: it the way that they would have done a Batman episode, and I think that that's... Gosh, I, like, j- remember we were just talking, um, I used to watch Batman with my brother growing up, a kind of thing. And then it, like, it transformed into Dragon Ball Z and Adult Swim kind of stuff. That's all sunrise animation. Um, so I think that there's just something, and and so that's why I'm just going to go back and say that I did not say Avatar was better animation. I just said it was more,
2: like... Why well, are you got to <laughs> open that can again? Hey, <laughs> Kylie,
0: uh... Yeah, you did. I edit the show. I promise you, you said it. Now, on the second <laughs> episode after that, you modified it. But the first time, that is what you said. I promise you. I go said. Ahead and, that go ahead that and send me that clip. And we'll yeah, play it next week. I would love I to
1: hear that. Yeah. So you can you can call me out. Um, but hey. I, no,
0: because the week, the week following you went, what I meant was this, that. I think you said something about how the animation technique had changed. So you didn't initially mean better. But I promise Just you the different. first time that you said better. Because... Why else would I have taken such fake exception to it and decided, well, right. now I'm going to watch it? Why would you
1: have noted it and made fun of time. me this yeah. whole time if I didn't exactly. actually say it? You're right.
0: You're <laughs> right. I would have found something else. It would not have been that specific. Now,
2: <laughs> what are we talk- What we where are we at in this episode? You we were just talking about just the references and like how this is one of my, oh, my right. favorite episodes yes. because yes. of the fact that there were so many yes. awesome references that I relate to from my childhood. Like Even if I was a kid... Back in the day, watching this, I'd be like, oh my god, I just played Donkey Kong Country 2, and this reminds me so much of that. Like, yeah. I just got back from Disney World. I, I just watched and Space Jam, and I'm pretty sure that that's the same park that they went to in Space Jam. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and to the point of references, this, the show is getting to the point now, even in the last couple of weeks, if you guys have, I think you guys have noticed, I think some of your notes brought them up specifically, but the show is starting to reference itself now. Mm. Right, things that have already happened in the show. Yes, like the, um, the
1: cigarette thing. Yeah,
0: the cigarette thing, and we've got Spike bandaged up on a couch, and Faye is just standing over him, lording her mobility over him. I guess is the You're nicest way to say it. Like this. she's <laughs> like, well, and she's like, look at me, I can just walk around and do whatever I want. Also, and eat I can your talk because my mouth's not bandaged up. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, she takes any opportunity she can to lord See, anything she can over anyone. Lost those
2: three points she gained last week. Journey. Hey,
0: she was willingly bait in the last episode. Uh, Two points. I, we, do get the, we do get this... Uh, by the way, Jet has got to be running out of favors from cops at this point. But we do get this narration from a cop that says, nobody's seen this guy's face and lived to tell about it. So we already know that Spike is better than most people that have fought this guy, right? And then he goes, and those that do get hunted down. And I'm like, well, you don't really hunt Spike down. <laughs> like, and then... Immediately, we find out that that doesn't happen. He just sends him an invite, and Spike's like, yeah, I'll be there. That's fine. But Whatever I, happens, I, I, happens. <laughs> I like that to find out who this guy is, Jet asks Ed for a favor. He doesn't just talk to Ed, like implying that she has to do what he says. He asks her for a favor. He says, hey, kid, can you look a thing up for me? Like
1: this do you really think cool. you can hack into this?
0: Right. He poses it as a challenge so that she'll do it. Yeah, and she's like,
1: yeah, and well, I, I love her answer to it. She, she, no hesitation. Yes, yes, yes.
2: I think she's and just I so that, innocent that you can't be mean to her. You know.
3: I think one of the major differences that you're pointing out, Jesse, is uh, Jet treats Ed like a person. Faye generally treats Ed like a tool. Right. And everyone else. Go do else, this. But... Go do that. Right.
0: Faye treats. People like tools, for the yeah, most I'll, part. Yeah,
3: I'll agree with
2: that. Um, yeah, well, but tools normally treat people like tools, I guess. She's only around because she
1: finds some sort of benefit from the dudes. I mean, right? she knows that she's better off of with them than alone.
0: <laughs> which actually goes right into my next point, which is you definitely can see some developing Mal and Inara vibes in the scene where he's like, she's like, okay, don't tell Spike about this because otherwise he's like, I'll just go there and get killed. Right. Like that was totally the kind of conversation. Yes. That Nara would be telling Kaylee. You know, don't yeah. tell him.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. Kaylee is Ed is the Kaylee, um, yeah. but no. I and I agree. And then towards the, towards the end, he goes. I I don't remember exactly what he says, but something like, you know, if if this would have happened, would you have come to save me, kind of thing. Like, and I'm like, oh, little flirtatious vibes here.
0: <laughs> I'll be honest. I was like, a little a little flustered. I was like, damn, that was hot. <laughs> like, that was a well-delivered line. Would you come save me? Would I was you like? You? Yeah.
1: Oh, th- I would. And she's like, um... <laughs> <I would. laughs> <laughs> she didn't really say anything. <laughs> she's
2: like, I, I guess. That's not I, really how me? I was written, but... <laughs> can I eat after that? You got food? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> I thought it was really funny that when... Uh, Ed brought her the mail. She's like, Hey, we got some mail. She's like, I would have paid for it if I had just had a couple more days. Like, she assumes that it's an overdue bill, but it's not even mail for her. And he's like, Oh, no, 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 it's for a party on. Ma- Wait, was it on Mars? Where was the party? Spaceland. But where was Spaceland? Was that on Jupiter? I think it's Mars. Did they say where it was? I don't
2: remember. Here, I'll look but but it I up love. Real sp- quick. I got it right here. I love Spaceland. <laughs> it just re- it reminded me so much of Space Jam. Don't yeah. bring me anymore any here anymore. All right, all right. The one thing that, yeah. So, this
0: technotronic montage flashback is right and properly sci-fi creepy, right? It's it's a fully white room. The sound is being gated in a strange way, so that you're it feels like you're you've been concussed or something, and there's a ringing in your ears and the the super bright light is very disorienting and we see that they're experimenting on this guy while they're narrating it in a very like government um, file footage style. And I just, I, I love that scene. And if they do this episode in the live action remake, I'm really excited to see how creepy that scene is because it was effectively deeply creepy, I think, in this episode. Just very clinically sterile and hostile and uninviting and i it at that point i wasn't feeling bad for the criminal though i still wasn't like oh P-O, poor 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 i was like i was like oh whatever you got to experiment it on you don't have to kill everybody um but i did really appreciate the audio mix in this episode just as with every episode but that moment where he snaps right You've got that rising tone that goes and then it just smash cuts to everyone in this place is dead.
1: During the freaking On the Run song.
0: Yeah. It's right in the middle of all that. Very effective uh, flashback montage. Phil in the chat says, it's a mirror to some of Spike's flashbacks too. Definitely. Definitely. And the audio distortion is always there, I feel like. In Spike's audio flashbacks, it's like he's too far away to hear it or something. Too far away to hear it clearly, or something like that. Um, I also hates
2: cats, which reminds me a lot of you. So, and and uh,
0: Imhotep from The Mummy, which you can hear Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D and I covering on the Bed Wetter Behead podcast (laughs) this Monday, August 30th.
1: Um, so I I was gonna say, just going back to how I kind of just saw, um, what is it, ta- to- Tong poo hmm. That's his name.
0: The oh, pr- the code name.
1: Yeah, no, that's like I'm pretty sure it's like his Pen- actual name Penguin is Penguin Joker. Tong poo, yeah. Anywho, oh um, right there. Anywho, Tong poo, right there. Uh, so, basically, there's this thing they say that the uh, dogs protect you in the physical life, cats protect you in the spiritual realm. So, just like with your Egyptian stuff like that, like that's kind of what I picked up on there is. That's why I was like, oh, my gosh, maybe he is kind of like a weird spirit, not cool entity because he was so afraid of the cats. And he kept going back to that, you know, in his flashbacks, there was like the scene of a cat. And while this was happening to him, there was like cat meowing or something like that. But I'm just like, no, I think that he's a spirit and that's why he doesn't like cats.
2: That was Trev, by the way. Trev starred in this in this episode, you know, (coughs) 22 years ago. Yes, that weird spirits, <clears throat> just,
0: just staring me into his soul. Spirits.
2: Of Penguin Joker, and...
0: he well, and it was almost the exact same shot as the Mummy, like the rear, and then uh, yeah, 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 his
1: face, yeah, Mal
0: and and final parallel, maybe in this episode, right? So Mal is frequently saved by his luck, right? It's almost supernatural. Mal's luck in Firefly. Spike actually gets saved by luck in this moment too. Now part of it is that he's intelligent enough to go, okay, bullets seem pretty ineffective. I'm going to switch to knives, which any of my Dune fans in the live chat were like, the slow knife penetrates, what is your problem? Stop shooting him. <laughs> Anyways.
2: The, the reason that
0: Spike soon. ends up the reason that Spike ends up winning is because when that flash of light hits his eye just right. It reminds Piero of the cat's eye Mm
1: -hmm. that was
0: caught in the ultra-bright clinical evil medical light. Right, and he throws him off for a second, and Spike is it. Now, he still shoots Spike, but he doesn't land the shot center mass, and Spike is able to get that knife out and into his leg. But I just, I actually...
2: Loser that guy was. He was a child mentally. Well, they talked about after after the experimentation
1: that... Every year, every, every as time went on, his mind regressed and regressed. like It was an ongoing experimentation um, effect.
0: Ugh, um, so right. yes, and when was... he
1: is screaming for mommy, he is like a five-year-old God, in no, his and head. That was just a very angry one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, Josh, it's probably just Kylie rubbing off on you, but that's what I was bringing up <laughs> earlier where it was like when they were showing him being experimented on, I wasn't mad at him or I didn't feel bad for him yet, but when he's just crying and asking for his mother... Then I felt bad for him, yeah, they, like, yeah,
1: they like they effed him up yeah. like, I was like, okay,
0: he's you know now i'm but but then to that point, he gets mercifully crushed by a giant animatronic Disney character, so you know we can at least take some comfort in that
2: i think <laughs> i just don't I just don't feel bad for people that like you know kill a ton of people. It's like nobody feels bad for that, Josh. (laughs) The bully in high school that's a that's a jerk the whole time. and Then you punch him in the face finally, and he cries to the principal like that. But the
1: bully in high school has a sound mind kind of thing. Exactly. Whereas this, okay, well maybe not maybe not tip top one hundred percent shape. But this (laughs) guy really was actually deteriorating in his brain, dementia like I don't know style kind of thing. His brain was. I would
3: argue that even the bully in high school. Is having a rough time at home. They had right. a difficult childhood, right. and that's what's pushing them Neglected, into this. Abused. Right, and it,
0: yeah, and we're not, to Josh's point, we're not trying to excuse what Piero has done. We're saying it's yeah. understandable. He's just,
2: he's just in that mental state. Or, it makes right. I get it, but I'm just. What like, did I just we don't Feel bad for him, you know. We were just
1: watching Bad Batch right. the other day, and it, the, the little drone or guy, <sighs> he says. Um, just because I understand Arc. you doesn't mean I agree with you.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: tech. Yeah, yeah. T- and I was like, all right. So, exactly. So, just because we understand why this is happening and why this guy might be doing these things doesn't mean that we're, like, excusing or agreeing with his actions. Right. So. Oh, bad batch. I'm so g- that I'm, a I'm a good girlfriend. I'm a good Star Wars girlfriend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I... We have the world's greatest fans, but I think we should nominate Philip for, like, world's most knowledgeable guy on all pop culture
1: things. Phil's and all
3: Phil has been a librarian since he was, like, 18 He's years old. He's a librarian? And then before that, he grew up in a bookstore that his family owned. So Phil is just a knowledge, tome of knowledge. Of knowledge yeah.
1: That is a way cool. Yeah. Phil.
0: Can we get, can we, are we allowed to change other people in the chat's name, Josh? Can we change his name to Page Master or something? Like, <laughs> no, is that doable? I can only delete the Oracle. Or blo- yeah, I think the Oracle users. would be
1: good for Phil. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay, but I deeply appreciate that, Phil. What it means is that I can put out any tiny, ridiculous, obscure pop culture reference that I want, and if nobody picks it up, Phil will pick it up, and that's the kind of thing that I can't tell you the value of, my friend.
3: He's also going to know more about the reference than you did, and you're the one that threw it out. I think that's what's
1: so fun about him being here. Is he's, always, he's always showing uh-huh. all of us up.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. The
2: he's, Venture he's Brothers like thing last week, yeah. I was like, damn it, that's like my favorite show. How are you schooling me right now? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good.
1: I think that librarian thing is so cool, though, man. Like, what a cool opportunity. Anywho. He's We're not just
2: 55 in, and he's hes not.
1: I know. He's, he's a an young indispensable man.
0: resource,
2: in and so we are impossibly grateful to have him. He's not him. old
1: enough yet. Oh, okay. That's right. <laughs> oh, yes, that he's sense. correct. Josh is saying that I can't have a crush on Phil because he's not an old man. Yep. Um, yep. So. Sorry, Phil. Sorry. I, <laughs> for
0: those of you who maybe, for whatever reason, you didn't listen to the first season of Sudden But Inevitable where we watched through Firefly, go back, check it out. We couldn't figure out how old Nathan Fillion was for a while and then as soon as we looked it up, Kylie went from thinking he was not that good looking to going, Oh, it was when you when showed we
1: show. me a current picture of him, right. I was like oh in, wow. In which Where two thousand two Nathan Fillion I was just like right. what ifs. <laughs> right.
2: Yes. Why are you even with me? <laughs>
1: I know he looks. Uh, he looks so youthful too for his age.
2: The lady at the gas station the other day was like, "Man, I don't see a lot of people in their th- in their thirties with beards that look as young as you." And I was like, "Oh, oh thank thanks. you." <laughs> and now I look at Kylie and go, "God, why are you even?"
0: <laughs> it's because she shaved the beard. So we, <laughs> I couldn't help it; it was right there. So the. Uh, What is that from? Oh, I'm thinking of Lord of the Rings. It's very hard to tell dwarf men and dwarf women apart. And Aragorn goes, it's the beards.
1: (laughs) 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 Yes. Where did this come from? Because it's not mine. So 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 are you a dwarf?
0: What? I have.
1: (gasps) Handsome dwarf?
0: (laughs) I think Josh is the tallest one of all of us,
2: isn't he? I'm pretty sure I am. I don't know. I think I, Kylie's the tallest I, of all of us. Really?
1: Uh, if, if, if Ricky and Jesse are shorter than you, then yes, Kylie is the tallest.
0: <laughs> so my last note is that I like that Spike manages to beat this guy in on his own. Jet literally calls him up and goes, hey, I've got everything you need to know. And Spike just hangs up on him, which is great. And it was, again, the supernatural luck combined with how just cool and professional he is this this guy Ew, Phil fell over here um, wow, that I, was in I, the extended <laughs> cut of the two towers Thank i was gonna
1: you, say though jesse Wait. jesse to your point of what you were saying right there that like cliffhanger ending was really really cool for me because i love the whole horror cliffhanger thing where like it's open to a second kind of thing i don't i'm not really positive that they're going to even just uh continue with this sort of story at all but it was really neat that you were left thinking, oh my god, what was Jack going to say? What is he? Is he a spirit? Well, is he a demon? Is, what what is he? But you never get to hear that. He hangs up and then like the episode ends.
0: I think he was just going to relay everything that we learned in the flashback. Yeah. Personally.
1: See, see maybe that could be, but But you're
0: right. He was also talking about the the myth or whatever it was earlier, Well, yeah, right? he's like,
1: we find, find out what he w- what, like, what he was. When you say, you don't, he didn't right. say who he was. He said that's what true. he was. So well, what you know. is he? Is he I- a sage? A demon? An angel? No. A robot? I mean, what is he?
2: He's <laughs> the Penguin <laughs> Joker. That's
0: what he is. Pretty clearly a condemned soul.
1: Um, right, right. And, and what does that mean, though? And that, that's all I'm saying is that's really cool. It's open to interpretation. It could be whatever yeah. you want it to be kind of thing.
2: He's a cyber jerk. But yes. if he was already dead and cats, because uh, cats kind of symbolize helping you into the afterlife. Right. So if he was already dead he was, and he was so afraid of cats because they were trying to welcome him into the afterlife, mm-hmm. then it but would the make opposite sense.
0: I think the opposite would be closer to true though, right? Like he's a soulless husk at this point. And maybe that's why the cats terrify him because he knows when he goes. That's it for yeah, him. There is no yeah, afterlife yeah. coming because he's got no soul. And, sure, and, and, but though. that's the
1: thing, though, is if you don't have a soul, then you're not a conscious being. And and I think that that's what's so fun, again, about this episode is you yep. don't know where. It's not black or white. It's somewhere in between. And you really just don't know where he lands. And that's so cool.
0: Yeah. And Spike Spike really seems struck by kind of the absurd frivolity of this whole situation. right? Like he's he's so like...
1: used to tangible and something that you can beat somebody that you can... Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, overcome kind of thing. And when somebody's not real or, like, part of this plane, like, what do you do? So The look I on
0: Spike's was... face when Piero had him dead to rights in the alley mm-hmm. right before the first cat thing happened was, like, se- no, was like dead. seriously, this is it? Yeah. Like, it's going to be just some literally <laughs> some random... Some weird balloon guy? <laughs> ...crazy dude out of nowhere? Like, okay. And so I think by the end, he was almost... It's not that he was willing to go out that way. He was just thinking, like, if that's how I'm going to go out, this is how it will happen. So whatever. <laughs> like, I, it, yeah, this this episode is definitely very intense. Do you guys have any other notes from this episode that you feel like you have to cover before we get to
2: our segments for the week? Um, oh, the uh, I caught a lot of <clears throat> Jack the Ripper vibes as well. Yep. That was another reference I caught from, from this a little bit Because
1: he was like an alleyway goer.
2: Yeah, and just kinda creepy, you know. Um but no that, I don't have any other notes.
1: I guess trench Cody, yeah, I can see that.
3: Uh I've got some more fairly incorrect notes. <laughs> uh Best kind. So the evil clown, you threw out his name earlier, it's like Tongpoo Piero. Penguin Joker. kung Poo. Okay, <laughs> Penguin Joker, sure. <laughs> Uh, uh, So the first thing I thought he reminded me of was the Monopoly man, because he had the top (laughs) hat, but he was also super engorged. Uh, So I referred to, I basically, I thought the entire episode that he was a symbolism of capitalism, a symbol of capitalism.
1: Oh, I love it. Okay. Uh, That's awesome.
3: Definitely not. I can see where I was thinking that but just way off i was just but not so
2: necessarily i yeah i was going to say that oh, that dude. doesn't
1: necessarily it's not wrong
2: it's your own point yeah. of view like you're you're watching it through your own glasses you're not taking any sort of like
1: well and i guess capitalism in- and the man is an indestructible an indestructible being
2: well and it fits because
0: it's it's how he is treated by his superiors right like he pr- he maybe volunteered for this program or used to be a cop in the ISSP or something but at some point, they went. Let's let's see what we can turn this guy into because we we see him as a product, to your point about capitalism, and you know let's see what we can gain from him, and take some of his agency from him. So I think that it's it's not that you're wrong. I think that it's just very multifaceted, and I think a good show, a show of high quality, allows you to read multiple themes and pull many different uh, experiences from the same material. So I don't I don't I hope you don't consider yourself wrong. I would just say, like, if you, uh, I would say the the references glanced off
3: your bow. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. And Phil in the chat is saying that his name was Uncle Moneybags, which gives me a lot more.
1: The Monopoly guy.
0: Oh, okay. it's the it's the name of um, the Monopoly man. It is Uncle Moneybags?
3: Oh, I thought that was this guy's name. No, well, it's ta-
1: that's Tom. Darn.
0: <laughs> yeah. Darn.
1: But yeah, it's, see, it's, like, did anybody know that? Did anybody know that Monopoly monocle guy, his name is Uncle Moneybags? Because I did not. And
2: you must be the Monopoly guy. Is they right? Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. <laughs> Got that one. Ace Ventura, when nature calls. How about that, Phil?
1: <laughs> How about that, Phil? <laughs> he beats to it.
2: Crushed by the live
0: delay.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, if Phil has long hair like you, you better watch out. Taking I'm just all kidding. I'm pretty sure Phil has a wife, too, so... <laughs>
0: All right. <laughs> On that I'm note, this
1: awkward penny bags. Uh, oh, you're oh. Bags. wrong! Oh my gosh! Wow, Phil was wrong for I the first time. I was removed from like
0: Pennywise. He he apologized and then said corrections. So I don't think we can really hold that against him. He's pulling a Jesse. Speaking of things that we don't hold against people, let's jump right into our first segment this week. Which I don't know. Let's do uh, let's do Spiegelspiel this week first. Spiegelspiel, as you know, is where we share our favorite quotes from this week's episodes, even if they were not uttered by Mr. Spike Spiegel himself. Now, in the spirit of not remembering the order that I normally do this in, let's have our friend Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D go first. What are your picks for Spiegelspiel this week, my friend?
3: I'm definitely going to steal the best one from Wild Wild Horses. Uh, the uh, moment, w- or it's very early in the episode when we're learning about the Space Pirates, Jed is talking to Ed. And Ed goes, let's keel haul the dirty scalawags. <laughs> and, like, She's it's like, this horrible violent words. picture. Yeah. It's this violent picture coming out of this just extremely excited, extremely pure being. And I loved it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Does she know what keel hauling is? Because. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) No, and and,
1: and that's the thing, is I think that she just heard that word somewhere down the line, and she's like, oh, pirates, I've heard this word associated, and I'm going to scream that right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We got to say hello to our friend Sinicera in the live chat. He says, made it in time for the spiel. Yes, you did, my friend. Uh, Actually, really quickly, Josh, you still have that other tab open? Our friend Sinicera in said live chat is actually the creator of this piece behind me that you see the uh, Cowboy Bebop. Ship Painting, where it's uh, basically the intro shot from the episode where Spike flies across the screen and leaves a yellow trail of hyperspace speed behind him right there. There are some very cool new items available in Sinistera's shop, and Josh, I really want to be the one to talk about this, but I'm going to let you do it.
2: Okay. Sinicera um, sent us before the show some new portraits that he's made. Um, and they are absolutely from Firefly, or er, sorry, uh, Cowboy Bebop <laughs> and <It happens>. he <laughs> said that on his store so um, through November 19th if you go to Sinistera's store which I don't, I don't We'll think put I the link in the in show there. notes. If you head to his store and you buy one of these paintings and you type in the code TWIST you'll get 25% off. <gasps>
1: Such a good deal. Exclusive. If you're you're watching the
2: podcast, the the live stream right now, you can see the actual um, photos that he's selling. But if you're listening to the podcast right now, head over to our um, show notes and head to Sinistera's page. And If you want to grab one of these, make sure to type in the code TWIST.
1: So colorful. Super organic art. I just think it is fun.
2: Yeah. And I
0: will throw those up as well on the show's instagram which is at sudden but inevitable podcast yeah. ricky d have you got a second selection for spiegel spiel
3: yeah for the second episode uh i think we've pretty much all shouted it out today but <laughs> another ed quote fey fey smoke smoke fey fey mail mail she's says. just trying to find fey and Faye is just in her own room
2: smoking cigarettes not wanting to you only have to say it Ed. once.
1: It's not Fei fey. fey. <laughs> She's like yeah. that
2: annoyed older sister just in a room listening uh, to NSYNC. Like, ugh, could you leave me alone, please?
1: <laughs> what do you want?
0: I love that dynamic for them, though. I gotta say, it really just works be... for my heart.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, whereas whereas Anara g- and Kaylee is more like a loving older sister kind of take you under the wing mm. like <laughs> the F- Faye and ed is definitely like the oh my god we are totally 10 years apart and i am super annoyed yeah, and i <laughs> like,
2: am so into boys right now yeah. and you are annoying and she
1: me. wants to play barbies and i'm well i guess our like ed probably wants to play um you know gi joe no no it, it would be something <laughs> on the computer but oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> but not barbie roller coaster <laughs> Anyhow,
0: Let's yeah. go with Ms. Kylie next. Ms. Kylie, did you have selections this week for Spiegel Spiel?
1: Are we doing both episodes right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the first one, um, we did mention it, but I do in Wild Horses, um, and also in a previous episode, Spike says, "Whatever happens, happens." Um, definitely iconic. I, I would, I would be willing to bet he says it one more time at least in the season. Um, but I think that I, I really liked it because I really try to kind of like emulate that uh, mindset. I am such a worrier like I am just worried about things all the time and sometimes like when a big life event or something scary happens in mine and Josh's life that we don't have any control over we have the opportunity to freak out and panic about something we have no control over or just kind of be like dude let's like go with the flow with the roll with the punches whatever happens like is gonna happen kind of thing um So I just think that was really cool. I want to try to emulate Spike and that sort of, you know, mindset. Um, So worth mentioning. Um, But then also in the second one for Pierrot, um, they were talking about him and about how his mind had digressed and he's a very powerful kind of being. And Jet says, uh, really, there's nothing as pure and cruel than children. Mm-hmm. And um, I just I got to say that I just really sympathize and really connected with that because I, I've, I've been a teacher. I've got 10 nieces and nephews like it's so interesting to see the kind of side of them that is pure and like kind and things like that. But then good gracious kids can turn into monsters and you're like, oh, my God, are you a, are you a, like a murderer? Do I need right. to worry about you? And no, it's just like kind of a kid thing. So they
0: just don't have the societal norms built into their head yet that keep right. you from throwing and, things at people's faces or right. you know slapping yeah, exactly. their eyes
1: smacking you in the face with like a remote kind of thing and you know kids don't know those things until you kind of teach them so, but so yes they are inherently inherently pure but also inherently cruel
0: if you couldn't tell my daughter slapped me in the eye today
1: so. oh i did
0: why
2: you're wearing makeup
0: <laughs> no, I just I generally <laughs> wear makeup anytime there's a camera on me. It just happened to be a show night.
1: So. Right, right, right. Gotcha. Um, um But, but no, she yeah, no like can
0: be... she actually just gave me like a full on like tips of the fingers style slap oh. to the eyeball, and it was it was not intentional, but it felt intentional. So I was just like, eh, eh, you are cruel. She,
1: good thing she didn't get your little eyebrow ring there. That could have hurt. Oh
0: man, she she. <laughs> That was her, first, her favorite thing to play with before she was about a year old. Yes. Because I would always be looking down at her and she would be reaching for it. So. My
1: nieces and our nephews, the babies, Ooh, always shiny. pull on my nose ring and I'm just like, oh yeah, that feels great. Thank you. And, and yeah. also probably super sanitary <laughs> for both oh, of us. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: Cleanest part of my body by a mile. <laughs> Josh, did you have selections this week for Spiegel Spiel?
1: Well, I had
2: two, but Kylie took one because, you know, <laughs> that's what she likes to do. So I only have I'm one. I'm so this insensitive. Week. Just, you know, so insensitive. So It's important um, to know yourself. <coughs> so the only one that I have would be in reference. It's Miles. Again, Miles. I am Miles. Miles is me. I can't tell you how many times I tried to not be a Blue Sox fan over the years. Mm-hmm. And I have never related to a character more. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've tried to not be a Rockies fan over. Or the a Broncos
1: years. fan. Or a Broncos or fan. Or an abs fan. And I still go to
2: a game and I still buy a or hat. Or a
1: Nuggs fan. <laughs> well
0: awful. and he goes so far as to say it's like I'm dating an abusive woman or something. Like <laughs> Dude. And it's I so funny because right it's one. true.
1: Like I th- I think that good diehard sports fans totally relate to that feeling.
0: <laughs> yep. I I I really appreciate that. And I feel like it's it's one of the strengths of this show, that despite being an animated program about space bounty hunters, 50 years in the future, pretty freaking relatable, pretty freaking often. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm impressed by that. So and the my relatability of it, sorry, the, just the different. No, no, you're good.
2: Relatabilities you have with this show is, is crazy. I, I do got to say on yeah. that point,
1: one thing that I didn't remember being as predominant is all of the like uh, music, pop culture, like rock and roll references like seriously this whole every episode is just chock full of something and I would have we never wouldn't. known that as a kid, And I think that's it, right may, exactly I me mean, may either maybe like I do yeah. remember Pink Floyd was always my favorite so I do remember like I said Noting that the Pink Floyd song was in this one, but that's all I remember.
0: Right. <laughs> and that goes back to what Ricky was saying, where he was like, "I this episode hit me totally differently, but the way that he explained it, it was 100% valid. But I so also it, noted that that, that song... It definitely meshes to have multiple kinds of relatability to fit with that. That definitely makes sense.
1: I think that, that on the run, the Pink Floyd, in that scene where they showed it, I honestly it was thinking that I think it would have made a bigger impact on me because, like, hearing those that song for the first time watching Bebop, whereas I was a little jaded by being like, oh, this is a Pink Floyd song kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, so. so sometimes it's not always a good thing, but hey.
0: <laughs> well, you know, sometimes Kylie just watches things incorrectly. Nobody can really account for that when they're making them. So You
1: know, so I'm just always yeah. messing up my, my whole life.
0: My selection this week for Spiegel Spiel. sorry, Ricky D, we were making great time. I'm going to blame Kylie for his, <laughs> uh, is that my, it's from the very, well, it's not the very end, but it's before they save Spike, right? Before we're sure that he's going to live. And uh, Doohan tells him like, hey, you know, you're not out of the woods yet. This is going to be difficult. Try this, try this, try this. Do you think you can pull it off? And Spike says, I'm not the delicate, cautious type. And I started thinking, "I don't think there are any delicate, cautious people in this show. <laughs> like I don't know why he needed to remind this guy of that, but I don't know that anybody that we've seen so far has been delicate or cautious. I mean, even Mom from Futurama, who's blowing people up and was ninety years old, was not delicate <laughs> like but I just I love that moment because it is i mean all of the all of the male characters in this show are ultra macho. Right. Maybe so maybe just...
1: Julia's delicate. If I could oh, like think of anybody like yes. in the whole series, maybe Julia's delicate. But other
0: physically, than Physically that... Faye would have to be delicate, right? Like Well physically, a I Wind suppose... might Yeah,
1: just... yeah. She'd probably <laughs> be very tiny. Um yeah. whereas Julia's probably in her heart delicate.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh Phil brings up Ayn. Ayn of course would be the delicate character. Um, or Ed. and Ed, actually, I like Ed, I would dope. say is soft, I don't know but Ed, bit the
1: head off of that freaking <laughs> monster that was killing right. it, you know, poisoning everyone. True. So she, she yeah, doesn't give she's a kind F. of a savage. She is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then my uh, second selection um, was actually the one that that Ricky had mentioned. There's nothing so pure and cool as a child, uh, or was that you that, that was, had mentioned Kylie. that, that was Kylie. Kylie? So that yeah. was Kylie had mentioned that. Ours. Then. yeah so it's i mean it's league. an excellent excellent pick like in and that was i think the reason that i picked it was because i was having that moment of like why did she why did she like flick my eyeball like why why couldn't she have accidentally hit me in the arm or something right like that that would have been doable now that we have our selections for Spiegelspiel out of the way let's jump right into our next segment for the week which of course is shot of the show shot of the show, as you know, is where we share our favorite visual moments from this week's episodes, as well as the time codes, so that those of you watching or listening along can check out what we are talking about. Uh, Let's go in reverse order from the last segment. So, Josh, why don't you give us your picks first?
2: All right. So, my first pick comes from minute marker 2152 in the episode, and it is the moment when Spike's ship gets put into... The Columbia. So perfectly uh. cradled. Yeah, it's right after that whole thing. I, I just I liked how perfect it was. You know, just perfectly in place. So I, I don't know. I. I don't like
0: know. a little baby ship inside a mama ship. Exactly,
2: exactly. <laughs> and then uh, let's see. My next one, I wasn't prepared to go first, sorry, is f- oh, you're from good. in episode 20, session 20 it is for Minute Marker 1620 and it is oh, this guy right here <laughs> because homie is having so much fun on that dog cart
1: being murderous throwing
2: bombs at at you know Spike and again this just so reminiscent of a Batman episode and mm-hmm. this right here I was like oh my god that is the penguin
1: well what is that <laughs> the, the Victorian collar is so very um penguin right
2: yeah, and well the, tall I think the top hat and hat. the
1: overcoat. Well, the I'm cane. thinking the top hat, the cane, and the collar. D- does Penguin not have a collar? And Penguin doesn't
0: have a collar. I okay. Think. The rotundity Shit. of the fellow in question also matches the Penguin.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Toads. Yep. So, and I don't know. I just. This is a, one of those blink and you miss it scenes. Because um, it's very quick. So. I, uh, this was the fastest
0: portion of this whole episode. Most of the pacing in this episode is actually pretty slow. And then right. as soon as they get here, it's just like an assault on your senses nonstop, which I think really helps with the immersion because that's got to be how Spike is feeling. Right. Excellent, excellent choices, my friend. Let's jump to at Cast. Kylie, did you have any picks for Shot of the Show this week?
1: I did. Um, only for one episode, though. It is going to be uh, session 20. Um and
2: minute marker 507
1: correct um and this is like you know right at the beginning when where where the super fun you know i want to say battle but it's kind of one sided um begins but i just thought like i some of i think that a lot of my shots of the show this season has been stuff that just is just so very anime to me um and i just this is one of them i think it's just a really fun one you know, you're look, looking down the barrel of a gun kind of thing. Um, so I just thought it was a really cool shot. Some James I Bond kind,
0: vibes.
3: I kind of appreciate that this shot, you mentioned that it's kind of an anime shot, and you're 100% correct, but in my mind, this one being an anime shot, they would have some weird alien gun. They would have an energy weapon. They, But the fact that this one is just... A pistol out of our world yeah. and it's right in your face it does something a little bit more for me
2: yeah
1: definitely
0: more visceral thing.
1: solid shot all around i
2: do want to mention to phil that uh he, he says the that he has this shot as his computer wallpaper this is coming from AnimeWallpapers.com anime <laughs> because, my God, <laughs> this shot was so hard to capture.
1: Because it's like in a, a split-second kind of thing. I was, the, yeah. My
2: shot was very blink-and-you-miss-it. This is literally you don't even blink-and-you-miss-it. You're watching-and-you-miss-it. So it, uh, it, it's very, very quick, but it's pretty cool for sure. Yeah, I, it,
0: it, it immediately reminded me of Trinity going, Dodge this. And I love that moment. And mm-hmm. if that moment was lifted from this, I'm fine with that personally. Uh, Sinistera in the chat says, this episode is mm-hmm. on drugs or it is drugs. Not sure which. Uh, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D and I definitely both felt the same about Mushroom Samba because we had to wait a whole week to talk about it. So like mm-hmm. it, by the time I got back to it, I was like, man, I am deeply immersed in this episode. Um That is is a very, very good pick, Kylie. Thank you for sharing that with us. That means that it is Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D's turn to share his picks with us.
3: Yeah, my first one is from the Wild Horses episode. And it is when they are pulling that Spaceship Mm -hmm. Columbia out of the bay. And up until this point in the episode, as you guys can tell from what I've been talking about, I did not like the Duhan character. (laughs) He uh, brought up a lot of negative feelings in me, and I was just... Not not digging that guy, but the moment he pulls the spaceship out and he's going to fight with Spike, he's going to be there. He's going to assist. He's got this really cool old rocket ship, which explains everything he's been working on. You know, he's been working on old classic ships. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it really turned my opinion on the Duhan character, and I really enjoyed this moment.
1: Nice, that's a good one. So there is hope for
0: me after all. That's an excellent choice, Ricky D. What about for your second pick?
3: My second pick is the final shot of the episode. Getting there. Yep, it's at minute 2233. Uh, this is after Spike had been shot. He's thrown the knife into Penguin, uh, Penguin, Penguin Joker. Joker's leg.
1: Penguin Joker telling uh, him.
3: But there was something reminiscent about these patches, the Band-Aids that he still got on, it kinda of makes him look like a marionette or a clown or some type, and he just got done killing a clown. Dude, he does or... look
1: like kind of porcelain, doesn't he? Yeah.
3: yeah. And I just I really liked this final shot, this closing scene.
0: Penguin Joker Tally Man Tally Me Banana.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> God Yes. <laughs> I
2: think we got a name for the episode. I agree with you.
0: <laughs> I agree with <laughs> you a hundred percent, Ricky. I like the heavy noir vibes through this whole episode. And that's kind of one of the moments where despite being a pretty well-lit moment, it still got heavy noir vibes and it still doesn't, despite our, our hero living through and surviving, it doesn't have really a feel of triumph, right? It has this feeling of like, just remember that this is an absurd kind of way to exist and it could just stop at any time. So it's definitely one of the heavier episodes I think that we've had up to this point personally. Um, I chose from the first episode a shot that mirrors a shot from I think the first episode that had Faye in it, possibly the second episode that had Faye in it. I'm not 100%, but this takes place at 15 minutes and 10 seconds in the first episode that we watched this week. And it's this shot of uh, Spike in the swordfish, and the shot just before this, you can see through his canopy, you can see his face, you can see all the details, and then the ship rotates ever so slightly, and the glare replaces all those details with a silhouette. And it's just this, if this were a live action, you'd say this was beautifully shot, right? But because it is an anime, I will say this was beautifully mm. illustrated, mm. and it's actually basically the exact same technique and a very similar to the same shot that we got when Faye is escaping uh, Spike and Jet's custody for the first time, and he's reaching up to grab his last poker chip, and she crests the Bebop in her ship. You can see her through the canopy, and then as she turns to move, that shine on the canopy replaces her details with a silhouette much the same way that it does to Spike here, and it just it stirred something deep in me, and I, was, I needed this to be my first pick for Shot of the Show. My second pick for Shot of the Show this week comes from... Fairly uh, late in the episode, not quite as late as Ricky's choice, uh, but at 21 minutes and 3 seconds in Pierrot Le This is the moment when the light, the strobing light on the rotating ride in the background keeps flashing on Spike's face. And in this one moment, it glints off of his eyes in a way that reminds Pierrot of the cat from his flashbacks throwing him off just enough for Spike to be able to, again, not avoid getting shot, but avoid getting killed, and to bury this very cool throwing knife deep into Piro's thigh, which he then proceeds to cry about until his demise. Very moody, very cool shots this week, if I do say so myself. Josh, what have you got, my friend?
2: I have a special bonus edition of Shot of the Show, and this what? is going to be Shot of the Week, I believe... You have this shot of the week, and I would like you to tell us about this, Jesse.
0: So this is actually a series of shots. Do you have all three ready to go? I do <laughs> okay, so in case you can't tell, this is my parking spot at work, and the other day, I got back to notice, oh, there's an ironing board sitting in my in my parking spot. what's and there's something on the ironing board. What is that? Go ahead to the next photo, Josh. So I got a little closer. And I realized, oh, that's a plate with a mushroom mm-hmm. just waiting for me in my parking spot. <laughs> Somebody is totally radical edwarding me. I'm being microdust from the shadows. <laughs> waiting for you to
2: eat these mushrooms and see what see happens. what happens. To find yeah. out what
0: happens to me. <laughs> so the other, the third photo there is is a very cheeky selfie of me just smiling with the with the uh, the mushroom. Um, I had to bring up, because that's hilarious. <laughs> our wonderful dear friend listener Marie set up that little moment for me, and it was like it just made my week. To Josh's point, definitely shot of the week. I was, as I was pulling back in, my immediate thought was, "Oh, there's something in my way. I can't park in my spot. That's frustrating." Wait, like, what is that? Yeah. Like th- what is is that a is that an ironing board? What is going? Oh my! Is that a mushroom? Okay, I totally know what's happening. <laughs> immediately understood what was going on and i started looking around where is this coming from yeah i think i just i can't thank listener Marie enough that was that was a wonderful wonderful moment to answer callie d in the live chat no i did not eat the mushroom uh it was not a shiitake mushroom as they were in the show it was a mushroom that just happened to be growing in the grass near where the parking lot is so um i didn't even I didn't even touch them. So. That is
1: rule number one, especially with mushrooms. Don't eat something you don't know about.
0: Yes, well, I think that's just a rule.
1: <laughs> I think so too, but like, stri- like with mushrooms and berries, like I, fe- I feel like you know, what you had the- your hunter and gatherers days, and yeah, they'd but sit you could around with the fire and be I like, mean, "Don't touch the mushrooms and the berries you don't know." Yeah, about. but
0: especially with like fish and birds, right? You don't want to. Like, you could say that with anything. <laughs> You've got to know what you're doing before you eat No, I don't know. Like, I'd
1: probably eat any fish out of, like, the river that I caught. Oh, I we've mean, talked
2: about this before. Meme <laughs> or the, the, it's like caveman yeah. eats berries and dies of pooping his brains out. Next caveman goes, noted. Well, yes, that's what natural <laughs> selection is. So, <laughs> now that we have
0: those two things out of the way, Josh, I can't wait to share this with our we got a live rate audience it first. and our friends. No, no, no. We're going to rate it. We oh, are okay. going to rate it. Okay. But first, I just can't wait to get this brand new bumper in front of everybody. So what we're going to do right now is take a quick moment to give a couple of big shouts for the bounty hunters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. We're working on the levels. That one was a little bit loud, but it wasn't quite as intense as last week. Now... That was actually one of my favorite parts of last week's show is when, after that happened, Kylie went, was it loud for you? It was loud for me. (laughs) So, I would like to open the door really quickly. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Have you got any big shouts for the Bounty Hunters this week, my friend?
3: I do have one. I have been listening to a new little indie podcast and talking to some guys on Twitter. Uh, They are Florida Men on Florida Man. Uh, The Twitter is at... F-M-O-F-M podcast, Florida Men on Florida Man. Uh, it's just this kind of little news-based local podcast. Uh, most people have heard about Florida Man. Uh, it's basically how they put they write uh, headlines. Just go, it could be Colorado Man, it could be uh, Wisconsin Man, but Florida Man stories tend to be insane. But,
1: but, yeah, the craziest
3: uh so that's what they're doing is they just find interesting note news stories with Florida man in the headline maybe he's wrestling an alligator maybe he's hopped up on meth and he's trying to rob a nursing home maybe he had uh, assaults
1: native face right yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> Florida man stories are always interesting and they just collect them up and they chat about them and it's very funny it's very easy to listen to they're good guys
1: That sounds like fun. Very
3: cool.
0: I'm digging that. Yes, look for that uh Twitter tag in the show notes. Um, Josh, have you got a couple of shout outs this week, my friend?
2: Um, I did I was gonna use the uh Cinecera as a shout out to go check out his store. Hey I am going to continue to promote that. I I've had a lot of shout outs over the last couple weeks <laughs> and uh, I don't have much other than head over to Cinnasera's store and get get some of them them portraits for twenty five percent off. Just oh, apply the code
1: yeah. Twist. TWIST. I
2: am digging it.
0: Miss Kylie, have you got any big shouts for the bounty hunters this week?
1: Um, you know what? I actually wasn't going to say much, but I got a I gotta shout out to Phil again for being super knowledgeable. Um, he says this because of Florida's court reporting laws, um, and he's absolutely correct on that. Because um, that's kind of like in my realm of what I do for a living. Um, and I think that that's why Florida, I don't know, it, it definitely goes into it. But uh, long story short, f- shout out to Phil. He's always a really fun time in the chat. Um,
2: Callie asks, what, Florida's what now? Why don't you explain oh. what that, what that is?
1: Callie, um, Florida is a state here in the U no, United no, no. States. <laughs> the reporting,
2: oh. the reporting laws, court <gasps> reporting laws.
1: <laughs> I was like, um, we don't know what Florida is. Um
3: it it's we call it America's Wang. Way to be insensitive, Kylie.
0: Uh, <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> it do, yeah, it is kinda but no, um honestly, uh it, it goes into uh <laughs> sorry Callie, I'm so sorry. I again trying to I'm trying again. to be sensitive and then I come off super insensitive, so I am so sorry. <laughs> But no, it it is actually true about Florida um, that they do have weirdo laws, but they also have to like... um, Report and, like, send subpoenas wow. and things like that way more than any other state in um And it's all, all public record. It's, so it's Right. So, so,
2: yeah. Everything that comes it's out is bizarre. public record. So, I think it yeah, is yeah. a
1: mixture of maybe something in the water where Florida people are crazy. But I think that also half the reason that you hear most about them is because they do have such crazy reporting laws and weird laws. Like, you know, you, you there's that list. You can Google it. Weird list of America's laws or whatever. And, like, Kentucky... You can't like marry a duck or something like that. Because Ohio,
2: you can't tie your giraffe to a flagpole.
1: Right, because that was so <laughs> relevant somewhere down the line that somebody had to make a law about it. Um, that's actually a fun rabbit hole to go down to. <laughs> is America's weird laws definitely do that?
2: Because <laughs> you're like, who did this? How did this right. law come How about? Did, who
1: who wrote this law and why why was this relevant in 1913? Kind of thing. Like <laughs> yes. it, it's kind of fun. <laughs>
0: you can't move to Florida. This is where people come to die. Um, But speaking of Florida, I I do have to say really quickly, do go check out next week's episode of the Bed, Wed, or Behead podcast. It will feature Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D and I sitting down with Megan Carla. Carla lives in Florida. um, Talking about the 1999 movie, The Mummy. And we had so much fun. And I can't wait for you guys all to hear that. I would like to just pile on... um, you know Sinicera, huge supporter of ours definitely go check out his shop I want to say thank you to everybody in the live chat Callie Rona Phil Space Castle Pod uh, uh Multar was here Rosie is here there's we, you guys are all just the best and thank you so much As far as actual podcast shout outs go I want to say uh really quick hello and shout out please go check out a little show called Sci-Fi Remnant they are on Twitter at Sci-Fi Remnant And they cover all different kinds of sci-fi properties. They do deep dives. It's a very good show. I personally really enjoyed their District 9 episode. I watched that one live as it was happening, actually. So uh, definitely go check the guys out. Um, Sinicera says not to shout him out because he is not here. He is asleep. So uh, I take that back, but Josh's still applies. I think other than that, that's going to be it for my shout-outs, which does mean, as Josh was saying, that it is time to rate this sucker and get out of here. So let's reverse that order one more time, which I believe brings it back around to the start. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Why don't you give us your ratings for this week's pair of sessions, my friend?
3: Yeah. Uh, for Wild Horses, I went 7.5. Uh, it's very good episode. I'm definitely enjoying it. But it didn't hit all of those notes for me, like some of the other ones, Mushroom Samba and those guys did. So I went 7.5, which feels low for Cowboy Bebop, but it's pretty high on the chart in general. Yeah. And for Pierre LeFou, I'm giving it a 6 for now. Uh, I, I almost feel like I should uh, abstain from this vote because I'm giving it a low vote now because I struggled with this episode. But I am, I'm already looking forward to my rewatch of Cowboy Bebop. Uh, I'm sticking to the two episodes a week schedule right now. I haven't gone back or anything. But I am looking forward to watching this show again and probably again. Yeah. Uh, and I know this episode is definitely going to be a good one for me.
0: Well, and I I, I appreciate you not abstaining from rating this one because, like, like in the past on on um, episodes where I've, for example, have thrown your rating out, it's only been on instances where you were like, I don't feel like I was in the right headspace for this. I wasn't really in the mood to be watching this week, and I just you know just didn't hit me right but for you to have had the full experience of like really trying to grasp this and for the references to kind of bounce off, but for you to still get something out of it. Cause I, I think all the points that you made were still really good. It were, they were just different points than that. What we made and none of them were invalid. I think that really speaks to the sixth rating because it, like I said, you really seem to have a, an open mind that you're going with into this and you're not looking at it like I was not into this episode. So it's bad. You're like, some piece of my experience is missing so i think that's a good rating um you're very welcome rosie rosie said thank you in the live chat i love you you're the best it's like, um, i don't even
1: know what i'm welcoming for but you're welcome. no because i
0: shouted out all the people in the live chat during oh. the big shouts that's what she was saying thanks for because she was in there i'm paying a little bit of attention kylie come on speaking of kylie She's what are your ratings me. this week my friend <laughs>
1: Um, so for Round Horses, I'm actually going to give it a six. Um, not that it wasn't a good episode. It was just really one that like, gosh, just didn't like really hold my attention. Um, I mean, there are definitely good points in there and stuff like that. It was a good episode. Um, but just for me, I'm going to say it was a six. On the other hand, um, session 20, um, I'm going to give, gosh, I want to give that one a nine. Um, And I'm just thinking, because um, just for me, it really hit all the points of things that I do enjoy. So you had Batman references. Um, It was kind of like a horror episode. Um, All these things that I really, truly enjoy kind of came together in this episode. Um, It was scary. It made you on your seat. It was weird. You were questioning. And then, of course, that cliffhanger ending, like, oh, my gosh, what's going on with this guy? And you still never really get that answer. I just thought it was a whole lot of fun and I want not give it a 9.
0: I Okay, dude, he's dead though. Like he got smashed.
1: <laughs> no, like, yeah, no, he's totally yeah, he's dead and he's smashed. I just again, I think it was fun that like you're not really sure about this guy. Oh, it you're talking
0: you're talking about where he said we know what he is and we didn't get the
1: Yes. Whatever yes, yeah, yeah. No. So obviously yes, he, he died in the end, but when they say, Oh, we we know what he was, it's like, Oh my gosh, I, I'm just so curious. <laughs> so I just thought that
0: was Sarah cool. puts it very succinctly. It's, it's on, on drugs. drugs. <laughs> yeah. It's on drugs. Josh, what are your ratings this week?
2: So Wild Horses was a seven for me. I enjoyed it. Um it was it was just, it was fun. I laughed a couple times. Good times. Um but The 20th session of Cowboy Bebop will be my first ever 10 out of 10 rating um, to just kind of further what Kylie was saying. And, you know, maybe maybe I was on drugs when I watched it. And that's why I liked it. And because this show's on drugs. So I don't (laughs) I don't know. But no, um, (laughs) to be completely honest, like it was it was like, I don't know, man. It was a Batman episode and it was scary and it had a lot of really just lot of fun action and explosions and just like I was I was sitting up like as soon as like the the camera started panning across the city I sat up in my bed because I'm hanging out with my cat right now she has stitches and stuff but I'm hanging out with my cat and so when we're watching it I like sit up in my in my and just so attentive to this whole episode and it was it was my favorite one so far you get you get the, th- again, the Batman references. You get the amazing backstory um, of this character that you're like, oh, man, why is he such a jerk? And then you find out kind of why he's such a jerk. Um, you get the crazy carnival. I love carnivals. I love Donkey Kong Country 2. I love Space Jam. Um, I mean,
0: My name is Josh. I love carnivals. I love Donkey Kong Country 2. I love Space Jam. And I'm here to party. Yeah,
1: I'm here to party. <laughs>
2: God, I hope I'm never single again, because that'll definitely be in my <laughs> Tinder profile.
1: <laughs> I know. What are we going to do? It's been too long for us to get back in the dating game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. So, anyway, um, yeah, it's a 10 out of 10 for me, because I, I really, really enjoy this. Callie, Trev had a really bad infection. Um, one of our other cats had bit her, and it got really, really infected. So, they had to... Are you? Do some surgical work and put some tubes in her. Surgical drains. And I figured just saying stitches was a little bit nicer than going into the. <laughs> the so, thing. Callie, though, <laughs> that's right.
1: very nice of you to ask. Um, it yeah. actually isn't the same kitty that we had the uh, Lily fiasco with. Um, of
2: course not. It's got to uh, be a different one. What's going what's gonna to happen to Alan now?
1: But, well, no, but the third cat, Alan, is the one who bit Trev. She got Alan's going to lose his job. A- Alan's totally going to lose his job.
2: going to lose his teeth. I'm kidding. He's not going to lose uh, I,
3: You know, I actually, I, if we're talking about our pets now and their medical <laughs> issues, uh, I recently took Zoe to the vet, and they were talking about removing her jaw because she had a little infection down there. Mm. They ended up only having to pull a few teeth. They oh, got rid good. of uh, a little growth that she had. She's doing very well. But oh. I was prepared for that same thing. Oh. You guys, it might not be that bad. I'm hoping for
1: you. Oh no, thank you. We're actually doing really good, good in the clear. She's healing super oh, yeah. nice. Yep. Um it's been it's been a long road, like lots of medicine and things like that, but like it's better than we would have hoped for. Um so again, like thank you to Ricky and Jesse for always supporting us and our kitties, but also the chat, like um, I know kitties aren't important yeah, to everybody, it's awesome. but it's like so huge for us, and it's really nice to have that support. So thank and, you,
2: and same to, to Ricky. Hopefully and again,
1: we love Zoe, better. of course. So
3: uh, she's sitting by my feet right now, listening to us. Oh, yeah. She's doing good, good, she's good, and and
1: she has her mouth, so that's great. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, she's got her whole
1: mouth,
0: <laughs>
3: minus a few teeth. Yes, and, and sure, that sounds sure. like me.
1: Yeah, the, uh, Josh is on the same page. It's fine. <laughs>
0: If you follow Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D on Twitter at Best Flicks Ricky D, you can see some very sweet pictures of Zoe hanging out with us tonight for the live chat.
1: She is a cute little pup too. Big old pup, I guess. But
0: So <laughs> I just want to point out really quickly, I think it's very cool how big the range is on this second episode, especially knowing that like Bebop fans as like whatever, you know, some kind of group. I don't know if that's it's clearly not a monolith right but anyways the boppers?
2: can we call them the to, boppers <laughs> yeah to know that like the
0: boppers that. may have ranked this episode fairly low and to see ricky feel a way about it and to see josh feel a way about it and have it be significantly different but for equally valid points i think is just really cool um so i personally i think i enjoyed wild horses more than the rest of you you guys could probably tell that when we were talking about wild horses um just because there were so many clear Star Trek references. And to me, this is one of the first episodes in a while that has felt, um, I don't know what the word is, not low stakes, but like just fun, I guess, like uh, pure fun, maybe, if that makes sense. Um, There were stakes, but it was just like, this is a fun little side thing. Like there's not... There's not a ton of details going on here. It's just a fun Space Cowboy episode. Um, so I gave that one an 8, which brings us to a 7.125 out of 10 for the first episode. And then um, the second episode, I I don't know that any of us enjoyed it quite as much as Josh. I I think it's really cool that Josh and Kylie were so close on their ratings with a 10 and a 9. I'm personally closer to Ricky, but I definitely um, felt I should modulate Uh, upward slightly from where he was at so i'm going to give that episode a seven um so with that that gives uh piero lefou an eight even out of ten which is pretty high like pretty
2: uncommon right for the bebop for the boppers. i would
0: i would think i'm gonna go check it out because now i want to know and i i really really like it and yes to philip's point Wild Horse is a great diversion episode before we get Mad Piero. So, I don't know about you guys. I had a ton of fun with this week's pair of episodes. I think the last couple of pairs that we've had have been really strong. Mm -hmm. And I remember Pixie saying, you can't have bangers all day. But I feel like we've been kind of getting bangers all day.
2: (laughs) Agreed. We need to watch a show that sucks next season.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> totally. If there's one Let's thing, do that. Yeah.
0: If there's one thing <laughs> that people love to revisit, it's things they hate. Yeah. Right? Like. So, <laughs> unless you guys have anything else that you'd like to get out before we roll, I think we're basically done for the
2: evening, my friends. Is there anything you feel like we missed? Um, I missed making our sweet video for our ending. Um, so I'll have that ready by next episode. It's a, it's another one of them surprises, but. You wonderful people are going to love that, and I can't wait to share it with you. Keep keep sending those pictures of your new shirts.
1: I do not have anything, sir.
0: Okay. Well, then, for the sign-off order, let's go Ricky, Kylie, Josh. And I would like to say thank you, good night, one more time to everybody in the live chat. Callie, Rona, Philip, Moltar, Space Castle, Sinicera, Rosie. Pixie. Uh, Pixie. I love all of you people i can't tell you how much your support and the time that you spend with us means to all of us so for the sudden but inevitable rebob i have been your host jesse this is ricky d best flicks with ricky d
1: kylie and
2: i'm josh
0: see you space cow folk thank you for listening to the sudden but inevitable rebob Follow us on Twitter, at SuddenBut, follow us on Instagram, at Sudden but Inevitable Podcast, or go to twistmyarmpodcast.com slash SBI to get everything all in one place. The Sudden But Inevitable Rebop is a Twist My Arm Podcast. The views and opinions expressed on this show are held solely by those speaking them.
3: This is getting a little cathartic for me.